Hello, everyone, and Happy New Year, and welcome to another episode of the Tip Balls Podcast. Today is Wednesday, January 3rd, 2024. It's our first show in the new year. Welcome back, Uncle Sam. Hello. Welcome. Behind the decks on the ones and twos, the one and only Bruce, the tugboat, Augustino, and shout out to Christopher Venditti on this one. Why? And it was it him that called me out in the one group chat that said, that's bullshit, you pronounced our name wrong. Oh, I think so, yeah. That's a, that's a joke that goes back to the woman that called your brother Joseph, Joe Van Clittley. Do you have you heard that story? Is it's a deal? It was the uh, it was the uh, whatever the Warren newspaper is. They did a story on the deal to sell student section, and had a quote in there from Joven Clitley. I I actually do remember that. I hope you've heard that story before. Of it. But uh... okay. Well, Joven Clitty. And then in Florida, chime, chiming in, the chiming in in the office chiming in Florida. Chiming in from Florida, chiming in from the beach. Live from Marco Island, Florida. Dirty Live hair. from Doreen's like on the on the, the water. We I have did Sam. go to Doreen's this morning. You went okay. to Dor- first Doreen's? First first time this week or? Second Doreen. Actually, the third Doreen's. That's a lot of Doreen's. There was, today was the third Doreen strip. And have you run into anybody that you know at any, at any of the Doreen visits? No, no. Shockingly enough, no. So the first two Doreen's visits, it was an hour wait and then a 45-minute wait. And today it went down to a 15-minute wait. So they're slowly weeding out, which People is are going good home. because it was like a zoo. People are they're, – they're going home at this point. That's why. Yes. It's a beautiful thing. I want all of them gone. But shockingly enough, I have not ran into anybody I knew at Doreen's because half of the state of Michigan is usually at Doreen. My buddy's down there. He's seen you three times now. Really? Me three different times. Huh? What? Driving? Uh, he saw you. At, he was leaving a restaurant. He saw you pulling in. Then his dad saw you. Then he saw you another time. Oh, God. The Paps just won't stay away. Perhaps just wants to stay away. Leon's in the chat already talking about how Bruce choked on his daily dog. I choked on my daily dog? Well, I will say this. Leon chokes on at least one dog per day. Oh, Happy New Year, by the way, to all of you. I said so, that. I started with that. You did, but I wanted to wish you guys a Happy New Year. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. What did you... Yeah. Uh, what have you been doing down there? Um, honest to God, a whole lot of fucking nothing. Ring uh, in the new year after uh, dinner, you know, dinner in Naples. Came back, played a little Monopoly, and then uh, New Year's Day, spent some time out on the beach, uh, collected some seashells, and you know, uh, here we are. That's pretty fucking rancid. How is that rancid? I I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I, you know, I mean, what is it, 20 degrees at home? Yeah, I love it. You know what I was doing? Outside, burning, burning wood. wood. Burning wood. Oh, Dan's in the chat. He just uh, he just uh, found out that there's a darker lumen now. So this will be good. Um, Nobody gives a shit about darker lumen anymore. Nobody. You're over all the lumens now? 
Yeah, it's kind of over. So, if I won the league, I would have changed my name to Dark Lumen for the for the championship, oh, which I think is a perfect yes, segue. We, were, we forgot to touch on that. That was a perfect segue. So uh, I would like to congratulate myself on winning the uh, the, the the varsity fantasy football league. You got lucky. Um, it was uh, it was a hard fought year. You know, I just. I made the trades when I had to. I did what I had to do. Christian McCaffrey goes out hurt. I still managed to pull out the victory, and uh, it was a beautiful thing. At least Bruce didn't finish in the top three, which is nice. Um, and Uncle Sam, he's I, I finished tied for last. I finished yeah. tied for last. Listen, my skill players outperform yours. If it was a traditional fantasy league, I locked that down, but. I overthought a lot of decisions on defense, and I got fucked for it. I left a lot of points on the bench. I was shitting in my pants because I had Justice Hill in the flex, and I was like, you know what? I've got to play the hot hand, and I've got to stick with Jamal Agnew. Flipped him out, put Agnew back in, and then, of course, goes out hurt. But it was the defense that carried me. Defense wins championships, and, uh, you know, I just uh, – the ring is on the way. Well, um, did anybody watch any football this weekend? Yep. I watched and, a ton of football this weekend. And which games did you watch? Any any games in particular? All of them. Sunday, I laid in bed. I mean, I I was like Sat- half disconnected. Saturday, I watched everything. Yeah. And Sunday. And even Monday, I watched a hell of a lot of college football. I stayed home, and I watched college football. I mean, it was what I did. It was a, a a bad day for anyone that thought Florida State got robbed, which they didn't, because they, all they of got their, their tanks handed to them. All of the if if you want to prove that you belong, have your have your guys show up to the yeah, bowl you game. Don't do they a didn't. Sixty three to three drubbing. If you want to prove that, you should have been in the top four. They held out a lot of guys from their bowl game, and and they got whomped for it by a Georgia team that also held out a lot of guys, and Georgia proved that they probably should have been in there. Um, something I think we talked about on the show. Georgia was one of the best four teams, in my opinion. Um, and then Ohio State took a massive shit, and it just keeps spiraling for that, that program. That was a, a, just a, an embarrassment. He drove Regar- out. Regardless that they didn't play a lot of their guys. Does, it doesn't matter. It doesn't, doesn't matter. It was Marvin like Harrison. That, that's it. That's the only major guy yeah. was Marvin Harrison. Their big defensive guys were all all there. Sawyer, Burke, uh, Ward, and, yeah. and Tui Molo. Yeah, they they all got played. embarrassed. What happened there was dumb fuck Ryan Day was so fucking rattled after losing to Michigan again that he blamed Kyle McCord, who was a great quarterback, put Kyle McCord in the portal, and he doesn't have any fucking solid quarterbacks on his roster. Nope. So they're in big trouble if they don't figure out that position. So they got whomped. Well, I, State, I watched the Big Ten basically get punched in the ass, all of them. Until? Except for Michigan. Except for Michigan. They're the only ones. Yeah. Because guess what? LSU brought their fucking B team in and absolutely bitch slapped. And Wisconsin had that in the bag. Wisconsin had that. And I'm thinking, okay, Wisconsin's playing them. The the fucking Heisman Trophy winner is sitting on the fucking sidelines doing fucking interviews. Mm-hmm. And they're dropping the fucking Wisconsin win the mm-hmm. game, and they blew it. They blew it. In fairness, Maryland beat Auburn. Maryland did beat an SEC. Oh school. fuck, Maryland. <laughs> anyway, but I I mean I watch a lot of football. I I'm I'm 
Happy New Year, Tina. I've, I, I know we're not talking about pro football yet, but I have to get this off my chest. Michael Penix should have been the Heisman Trophy winner. You know, by far, the Heisman should come out after after the, after after, the postseason because because I just kept thinking that I just kept thinking that he had a bad stretch of the season, but there was no player better on Saturday or on on in the in between the two semifinal games. Correct. There was no player better than Michael Penix. He had a decent showing in the championship game as well. And I, you know, I'd like to see like what about Blake Corum? It's the same. It's the same yeah. drill. If the Heisman's after the season, you have a one and two battle right now between Blake Corum and Michael Penix, and they're going to play together on Monday night. And I, it wouldn't I, get any I better tr- than that. I truly think Michael Penix is the best player in college football. I he's, I, won, he's won 21 straight games. I don't think anyone will argue that right now. He's won 21 straight games. I didn't know that. Yeah. And that's fucking impressive to do that in college football. It's impressive. That's not easy to do. It's impressive. And, it, and so the guy threw I, for over 400 yards and fucking two touchdowns against a team they were supposed to get clobbered against. Go ahead, Sam. Uh, I fell asleep during the Washington-Texas game Monday night, but I will say uh, through the first – okay, I saw about two and a half quarters of that game. Michael Penix looked like he was a Heisman winner. I will give him that, uh, and I'll be honest – I thought that the two better teams won, and I think that the Washington-Michigan matchup is going to be one for the ages. I can't wait to watch that game. Yeah, it should be hella fun. Hella fun. I'd, I'd like to talk about that on on a Friday if if given yeah, the opportunity. Michigan's defensive line was outstanding the first half of that game against Alabama. I think they set the tone. That game. That game actually. I was a little surprised. I thought Michigan left points. Are we on the are we field. just doing this now? Can we just do this now? Yeah. Can we just get now. this out of the way real quick? I feel like I feel like we've got to save it. I feel like we got to save it, dude. It's college. You guys want to do college first? It's college. We're, we're, we're already doing NFL it. Here real we're, we're already right, balls deep go. in it at this point. We're balls deep into it. Hello. We're already let's balls go. Deep. Let's go. I'm I'm with you. The only reason Alabama was in the game from the start is because Michigan allowed them to be in the game. Even as shitty as I thought, JJ McCarthy looked. In the first half of that game, because he he was definitely not ready, not ready for that game. It It felt like like it wasn't just him. Other than the defense, everyone on offense, it felt like all of them were too small for the moment. Garbage. It felt like they were just too small. Like JJ, the first first half felt like JJ McCarthy was too small for the moment. Felt like the the running backs were too small for the moment. Both of them felt like Roman Wilson was too small for the moment. It it was it was two series before Blake Corum got a carry. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, I dude? think you're right Who's about that. Who's calling these plays? I think you're right. Who the fuck is calling these plays? He lucked out with that. That obviously was an interception, even though by rule it wasn't. I mean, he he, he, he lucked he out. out he can't. He came from out First of bounds. First pass of the game, he, he throws a fucking pick. But yeah, it took JJ. It, it took him a second to dial in. But Stupid. but that second half of football is as good of any half of football any Michigan I, I quarterback has ever played. You know what? The defense kept him in it. They were a fucking out. Their defensive line was outstanding. Yeah, outstanding. They were running stunts. They were running big boy stunts. Five. What sacks. I mean by that is they're running stunts that they run in the NFL. Five sacks and a yeah. half is a college football playoff record, and yeah. to do that against Alabama, those are those are four and five. Well, you can see Alabama got a lot of issues. The weak link of Alabama was their offensive line. Mm-hmm. Their offensive line is not as good as they. They didn't look like the same team that faced Georgia. To, 
couple weeks before. I'll tell you that much. Statistically, statistically, that's Saban's worst offensive line, worst offensive line that he's ever had. But from a talent yeah. perspective and a re- recruiting perspective, perspective, it's still all four and five star guys. Yeah. So they just they ain't gelling. That's and the and the snaps, we we have to talk about the snaps because that was a major yeah. impact on the game. Yeah. Jalen Hur- or, uh, excuse me, Jalen Milrow isn't in the position where he has to throw the ball against Auburn on fourth and 39 if an, a snap wasn't airmailed the play before. So that had been a problem, wasn't solved. It, yeah. it was to Michigan's benefit and equaled out because Michigan's special teams, obviously. Yeah, they were horrible. The, the fix They're was in there. Not awful. Um, so it's it's just it was just crazy. I thought Michigan, and, and I said it on the show on Friday, I said my heart says that Nick Saban's going to come in. It's Nick Saban. He's going to come in, and he's going to outcoach Jim Harbaugh because I've watched this Michigan team closely my entire fucking life, and I haven't seen a Harbaugh team show up in the bowl game because he doesn't know what he's doing in the bowl prep. And my heart said that, but I told you guys on the show, statistically, if we're going by, if, or analytically, if we're going by talent and everything, Michigan should crush them. They didn't crush him. Obviously, it was an extremely close game, but Michigan was the reason it was close. The only reason Alabama was in the game is because they had some monster fucking punts in the third quarter. They left a lot of points on the field. And, I, and I'll tell you what. You're I, talking I about Michigan? Like, Michigan left a lot like, of points on the yes, field? Yes, I did not like their play calling. I, 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 didn't, like, I didn't like a lot of what the they were The third doing. quarter play calling, I listen, I, I agree in some parts of the first quarter. You've got two of the best running backs in the country, and you're not fucking I, using them? I know, I That's know. That's a fucking problem. You all need to wake up. Jim Harbaugh, Dan Campbell, wake the fuck up. You guys are better than this. You're stupid. So you go into that game against Washington with that fucking game plan they win against Alabama, they're gonna get hold on, smoked. Hold on. I don't I don't think I'm not as low on the play calling as you were. I thought it was I a am. lack of edu- execution. I thought there were a lot of drop balls because JJ wasn't sharp in the first quarter yeah, and a half. From the middle of the second quarter on, he was fucking money. And he was okay. putting the balls in perfect places. He had three touchdowns and two hundred and fifty yards and he, he, he missed four okay. passes in the Rose Bowl. He was pretty fucking good. I, I'll tell you what, that Milrow kid's better than he is. Oof. I disagree now, with a thousand percent. Milrow's better than him. Oof. Fuck that. No, Milrow has a running back. Arm on him, dude. Milrow's a running guess, back. Guess he throws what? the ball away. He needs more time to learn how to play quarterback. It's obvious. He's in his first fucking right. year with with Nick. He needs he needs another fucking year under his belt. Sam, go ahead. Milrow right now is not better than J.J. McCarthy. He's not, not at all. Not at all. Yes, he is. JJ McCarthy's overrated. Then, then why didn't his coaches let him? He's throw, over fucking rain. Why didn't his coaches let him throw the ball in the middle of the field? Hey, listen, I I'm not the one calling the fucking overrated. JJ McCarthy. I would have had him throwing the ball downfield. He made at least three very nice throws that I had seen that the defensive back made great plays on. Overrated J.J. McCarthy. secondary for Michigan played outstanding in that game. Overrated for J.J. McCarthy went 82 yards in three minutes on SEC champion on SEC champion Alabama to win the fucking Rose Bowl. Please spare me the overrated stuff. He's overrated. Please. Okay. He's overrated. Okay. Go ahead, Sam. Two glaring issues to me here. One, Michigan was Michigan. Michigan's defense was good enough to beat an Alabama team after the offense played a sloppy half of football. That, to me, says everything I need to know right there, right? Because Michigan was sloppy. It was not a perfect game. And usually, a Nick Saban Alabama team, if you do not play a perfect game, you're going to lose. But Jalen Milrow is very green. 
McCarthy was the better quarterback in this game. Michigan was the better offensive line, and Michigan was the better defense. Milrow, a year down the road, when he develops, it, we might be having a different conversation here, but in this game right now, McCarthy was better. And two, Michigan has to come in better prepared. The special teams and the little bit of slop that they had in the first half almost cost them this game. I think this team is very capable of beating Washington. I think the defense is so advanced and so good that they'll have they'll have the formula to, to stifle Penix a little bit, and they can win that game, but they cannot play sloppy against them because Penix is experienced and Milrow isn't, and it, that showed. And ultimately, between the defensive line giving the offensive line fits all day long and Milrow's inexperience, Michigan was able to win that game even playing a little bit. Uh, what about the second game, Uncle Sam? Michael Penix is your, Michael Penix is your boy. Stan, go to bat for him. I right think now. he proved he's the best player in the country. That's it. So That's how do you? What I'm going to say he he was outstanding. Like I said, I think he was the best player between all four teams. I don't I don't think there's any quarterback that is prepared as he is. Uh, he, I mean, he's definitely been around a while. I mean, I think that's five years for him yep. through the Big Ten and the Pac-12. Um, my only knock on him is this is the second straight game where he gets figured out in the third quarter, in the third, in the middle of the second half, let's say, let's say, and it causes them if they can't run the ball effectively and they put it on him, he gets solved, and well, the, that's the how Texas got back got in the game. Too, so. That's how Texas got back in the game. That's how Oregon got back in the game. Is is eventually. If if I want to see Michael Penix play without a lead, because his team's given him some great leads in almost every game except for Oregon one, they've had leads. He hasn't had to come back. I want to see Michael <laughs> Penix play without a lead, so I could see what are uh, you like. Two Oregon games, he actually came back in them games to win them games. Second Oregon, they yeah. they they were only lead. Yeah, uh, they were se- up seven. They, they were only they, behind at the at the beginning of the yeah. third quarter, and then they had the lead. Yeah, but I I mean the guy the guy made the throws when he had to, and it, that's what he does. That's why he's the best player in the country. He does, but if, if Michigan thinks they're going to do what they did with Melrose with this Washington team that has three outstanding receivers, one of them I think is going to go in the top ten of the draft. You know what I'm talking about? The role. Roma Dunze. Say his last he's out, name. He's outstanding. Whatever. He's easy, outstanding. easily a top three receiver in college he's football. A top, and probably a top, a top ten, 10 pick. pick probably. So my counter to yeah. that is if if Michael Penix thinks he's going to be able to do what he's done. I, I don't know. Nobody nobody seems to like Michael Penix. Everyone likes Michael uh, Penix. When I see all the mock drafts right now, he's going like in the 15. Check, check again. You mean the 15s? You mean like in the 15s, the first round? He wasn't a first rounder until this weekend. You know that, right? Oh, I I already know that. I I've watched. He it. he played his way I, I into hope the first he round. He actually falls. I don't I don't think he's gonna fall. I, th- I I think I hope he falls lower, especially if he has a good showing on Monday. I I how are you taking him? There's not many guys like I don't understand the Drake May I, I thing. I think he could move well. And you know what? He showed something against Texas that I haven't seen. You shouldn't His have ability to. to move around. In the pros, you shouldn't have to move <clears throat> well, though. It's not really about moving well in pro football. Well, a lot of guys have to move. And if you can't move, if you're a statue, you get fucking killed. But Yeah, Sam. Yes, sir. So I was reading I was reading uh, Patriots blog today on Twitter that said Vilicek, who's still in charge for today at least, had scouts at that game. 
and that Bill Belichick absolutely loves Michael Penix. And as of right now, that would be the Patriot. He would be the Patriots pick at two. Yeah, I believe it. I believe it. And then the Commanders pick it four or three, whatever that is. So if he ends up there, keep keep an eye on that. Either way, that's. I mean, Belichick's going to have a shot at him because I still think it's going to be Williams and yeah, May. Yeah, everybody thinks they're going to take Drake May. That's not happening. No, if if you, it took me a while, but if you watch Drake May, there's throws that he can make that the only person that can make the throws that he makes is it's it's Caleb Williams. There's pro style throws that he can make in between. They say Drake May is the best quarterback throwing between the numbers since Andrew Luck. They say he's the best quarterback throwing the ball in the middle of the field since Andrew Luck. His his pinpoint accuracy, and in a world where you're running four wide spread offenses in the pros now, and there's slants all the time, and tight ends are an essential part of the offense, Drake May is going to make a team pretty happy, it seems like. Uh, it's not going to be like the Trubisky bullshit or, or you know, a, a guy that didn't really play high-level college football that gets drafted high like Zach Wilson and then goes on to not do anything. Drake May is actually making the throws, and I think that's why he's pretty heralded. Um, on Penix, though, I just want to touch on something real quick. I agree with you that Michigan can't—it's not going to come as easy for them, but it's also not going to come as easy for Michael Penix because he's going to play two really rock-solid corners, which he hasn't seen all year in the Pac-12, and he hasn't he didn't see it in the bowl game. So he's going to see pressure that he hasn't seen before either. Texas was the best, and, and he roasted Texas's defense. He put up, what, 36 or 37 on Texas's defense? Texas was the best defense he had seen all year. So he's got to be really careful because you can't airmail, airmail balls like he does against Michigan. You can't. You have to be perfect against Michigan's corners because they're going to be there. Michigan's going to play fucking I'm man. I'm excited to see it. Yeah, it's going to be great. I'm excited to see it because uh, I, I think to, in order for you to prove that you're the best player in the country, you got to play against the best team in the country. So, yeah, that's yeah. why uh, I, I like uh, Washington in this game. You're going to pick against Michigan no matter what, though. I like <laughs> Penix is my guy. Been that's fair. Day one, and uh, I'm going to keep going until he. Drops. That's got to die on that sword, baby. Just like the Atlanta Falcons, die on that fucking sword. That's fair. I could say this much: Michigan ain't Texas. Michigan ain't Oregon. Michigan ain't fucking USC. Michigan ain't Utah. It's it's not gonna. There's there's a level that Washington, that Kalen DeBoer, who's an outstanding coach, by the way. You want to talk about Michael Penix's record? Look at his head coach's record going back years. Kalen DeBoer is an outstanding coach, but he's going to have to adjust for something that he, he hasn't start? seen all year. Where was he before? I think he like went South to D- South Dakota. I think he was Carson no, Wentz coach. Washington. Where did he go? Before Washington, might have been Fresno, Fresno. State. Fresno State. Yeah, yeah. and he turned Shout Fresno out to Omar, State. Fresno State. He turned Fresno State into a pretty good program. They're a ranked program now. That's how he got the yeah. Washington job. You and remember when he was there? Isn't that the team that upset Alabama? The Patriots. They upset somebody. I can't remember. They upset. I think they upset USC. No, they upset somebody. I think I they upset USC. Them. USC. Or they, they they beat they someone, and it was when he was hey, there. You know what? Good for him. The guy's a good coach, obviously. All he's done is one, Kalen DeBoer. Yeah. Players love him. He worked the transfer Hard portal to go perfectly. Out, get a guy from the Big Ten, bring him to where he's at. Yeah. And teach him that because you know that the Pac-10, Pac-12 teams, they love to throw the ball around out there. Yeah. And guess what? The Big Ten is going to see some of that this year coming when they have to play in Oregon they have to play all these other teams Washington 
and they're, they're going to be like, what the fuck, dude? Because them teams, they throw the ball yeah. all over the place. Funny enough, note on Michigan. Michigan next year has to play Washington, at Washington, by yep. the way. They have to play Texas. So Michigan yep. already has to play two of those teams. Yes, they're finally playing a good out-of-conference schedule. That, that's knows, awesome. Hold on, hold on. They they play good out-of-conference oh, schedules all the time. No, just we're not they, going there. I'm just because they didn't this. No, you're not I'm, baiting me into this. There's no baiting. I'll, yeah, go, I'll go through it. I'll go through and show they, where they, they play, play non-conference teams. They play Dog shit non-conference This schedule. year they had a dog shit non-conference schedule. And guess what? Do. And guess what? It didn't fucking matter. Right. Because they're, exactly. they're in the big dance. You know. They don't always play dog shit non-conference schedules. They don't always do. Washington canceled half of their you home and wanna, home. You, you Texas what, moved half of their home and home. what a dog shit schedule is? It was what they did this year. You really want to know what a dog shit schedule is? Yeah. When you're playing teams like fucking Maryland. That's the Big Ten. Like Rutgers. That's the Big Ten. They can't help their conference. uh, Minnesota. They can't help their conference. They can't help that. Should I keep going down the fucking list? Garbage. Well, lucky for you, next year they play Texas. Two years from now they play Oklahoma. Garbage teams are dead. Nebraska hasn't been relative since 1987. But but for every Nebraska and Minnesota, guess what? They had to play Iowa, Penn State, and Ohio State since 1987. Sam, go ahead. You were going to say something. Gill. Mike Rozier. As riveting as as talking about the future of the Big Ten is, we have a story that was as big, if not bigger, than Michigan's win to address. I think we need to get to it. Go ahead. So, Zolo, I'm sure you have five things. I sure do. I sure do. So this is what we're going to do. Bruce, when I'm done talking, you're going to roll Zolo's five things. And I I know that Zolo was smart enough to save the fifth thing for last. And then we will get into that. So without further ado. Oh, by the Zolo. way, I, I don't mean to interrupt you there. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. By the way, Connor Scallions was in the the house at the Rose Bowl. I don't know if that means He was anything. with Chase Winovich, too. He was sitting next to Chase Winovich. All right. Thing number one, my main takeaway from Saturday, and you two, I think everyone picked the Lions except me. I thought it'd be closer, and I thought it would show out well. I thought exactly what was going to happen, except for the get fucked part, was going to happen. I think the Lions can go toe-to-toe with any team not named Baltimore Ravens. I will take them anytime, anywhere, any place. And that's what that game showed me. They were unfazed. The Lions were completely unfazed. Uncle Sam, go ahead. What do you mean? Do you have anything to add to that? I, I thought finally the uh, guy that we took second overall finally came and was ready to play in a There's big no game. finally. He's been good all year. Finally came and good all year. played like he should play. Good all year. Uh, second in the league time, in pressures. Time, I don't know. Go ahead. Second in the league in pressures. Anyway, nobody gives a fuck about that. You got to get home. Yeah, and no. he got home. He was finally getting home. This, this is this is why you picked this guy. Had a good motor. The defense looked good. Kept him in this game many times. Ben Johnson's offense to me is stagnant. I don't like his play calling. I don't like what he does. You have two of the best running backs in the league, and you don't use one of them. 
the guy who runs in between the tackles that could run that clock down and keep your opposing quarterback on the fucking bench like he should be, and you're throwing stupid fucking passes to third-string tight ends. It's a fucking joke, dude. And then you're going to sit there. You're going to come down there. You're going to score a touchdown. You go for two. You get the fucking two, and uh, the referee's confused or whatever, dude. Everybody's confused, and your coach is so fucking just out of his mind that he decides to go for a fucking Stop. extra point from the eight-yard line instead of just kicking the field goal and tying the fucking game up. Kick the extra point, send it into overtime, and go on. Why are we fucking playing games, dude? Don't have a problem with them going they, for the win. wouldn't have won that game in overtime. What? They wouldn't. Because they would not have won that game in overtime. That's why. You know what? But guess what? Your odds of going to overtime and winning that game is better than what he did. When you're going to throw some bullshit pass that didn't even make it to the end zone. Give me a fucking break. Except for him. No, peep, there there are people. I'll get to it. Let me let me get let's stay on five things real quick. I'll be quick so we can get to it. Thing number two, I'm happy you brought it up. That was the best defensive performance all year. No CJ Gardner Johnson, no Aleem. And I think the defense is gelling at a perfect time right now. You held Dak Prescott and the Cowboys to 20 points at that stadium where they're juggernauts, something yeah, that not a lot of team has done. Fucking the guy fell down. Give me a break. Exactly. Exactly. 95-yard play. Not only that, fell down. not only did a guy fall down, but Derek Barnes missed a safety in the end zone. So there were two, there yeah, were two flukes that, that happened on that play. And they were, I mean, they weren't flawless defensively. They were really good, though. And, it, and if I told you you're going to take CeeDee Lamb going off for 200 yards, but you're going you're gonna to yield only 20 points, you're going to take that going 95 of that was on one play. 95 of it was on one play or whatever. 98 was on yeah. one play. I thought that was whatever. the best defensive performance all year. The defense is getting pieces. They're, they're getting guys. Even though we lost, they, they waved Isaiah Bugs. They waved Bruce Irvin. Those guys are gone. I think that's just a good sign for things to come. Sounds like Aleem's going to play this week. Sounds like Gardner Johnson's going to. I don't like the gonna... fact that they got rid of Bugs. I don't like that. I don't know what's going on with that. Uh, I don't agree with it. You brought this guy in, you re-signed him, and then all of a sudden he's a fucking problem. I, I, I don't agree. I don't know what's going on behind closed doors. But if that shit continues on, you're going to see players fucking start going another way. So... I, I don't like it. Thing number three, I'm hum I'm happy Uncle Sam brought it up. Um, not one of best John Ben Johnson's best games. He's no. he's had a rough post by. He was on a good little run there. They were great min against Minnesota. They were great against Denver. I thought they were okay against the Saints. Um, I they didn't think against, they weren't great against Denver. That whole first half was fucking a, a goddamn train. No, I thought the the third the third quarter on Ben Johnson was great, but or the second quarter on Ben Johnson was great in that game. Rega quarter, regardless, I'm not splitting fucking hairs right now. I'm not doing that. Ben no. Johnson was not great on Saturday. And I thought that some points were left on the table because of it. I thought the only thing I disagree with Dan Campbell on is I thought in the second quarter after the fake punt, he was probably forcing going for it on fourth down. I thought they should have kicked the field goal there to make it 7-6. I think he did that because, number one, Ben Johnson was a little off, and number two, they weren't executing properly. If they had executed properly earlier in the drive, they would have been a little bit closer. Maybe it would have made going for it on fourth down worth it. Um, wasn't Ben Johnson's best game? Hey, he saved it for when it counted. And in in on that last drive there in the fourth quarter, there were some great play calls, and there was great execution. But 
Again, I'm looking for a little bit more out of Ben Johnson going forward, especially in the playoff game, because you need to save your best for then. I'm hoping he does that. I'm hoping that the best is yet to come for Ben Johnson. This is his swan song. This is his audition for coaching jobs, and I think that's going to be the case. But you need to put together a uh, you need to put to string together four good quarters of play calling to make it work. Does anything anyone have anything to add? I know you've already talked about it, Sam. Anything to add? I do. And, and I think it goes back to this. I did not, I did not like Montgomery and Gibbs usage. I thought that Montgomery was the hotter hand in this game. I thought they should, he only had 14 carries. Gibbs had 15. I get it. You know, they're in the, they have this philosophy right now that they're going to split them. But I think if they would have just kept handing the ball off methodically to Montgomery and pounding it, the way that Buffalo did against that defense, just keep pounding it. I, I thought that that's the only critique I have. That's the only critique I have. And I do agree that Ben Johnson's play calling in the first half, and it's, it seems like it's it's kind of a, a, a week-after-week thing. It is repetitive, and it is predictable. But I thought – I agreed what you said about the defense as well. I thought this was the best defensive game that they had. Even if you take away the 92-yard reception for CeeDee Lamb, they still allowed him 140 yards. So we know they need a solid cover corner that they don't have. But either way, I agree that Ben Johnson had an iffy first half, and I don't understand why. David Montgomery, in my opinion, is one of the best power-ish backs in the league right now, and I want to see him just get the 20 or 22 carries a game. And that doesn't mean that Gibbs has to go away. But right now, with the playoff football that's being played, I would love to see them just pound the rock more. Here, my, this is my biggest problem with Ben Johnson. They get inside the 15-yard line, and you don't see David Montgomery. That's my fucking problem with him. And I'm tired of fucking seeing him lining up Jameer Gibbs in the backfield and running plays that take too long to develop, where you got guys coming through the guy gets the ball, and he's getting tackled as he's getting the ball. You can't run these little fucking stunt plays inside the 10, 15-yard line. you got to fucking shoot it up the gut. And, it, and that fucking cost them. That cost them more than once. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. That's fucking common sense. If you don't, you don't have the fucking cojones, Dan Campbell, you better fucking listen to what he's doing. And I'm talking about Ben Johnson. And if you don't agree with it, you need to tell him, hey, dude, I want to punch these fuckers in the mouth. And guess what? If he can't do that, he needs to fucking go. I don't like his play calling. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. I don't like it. You can't run play action if you don't run the football. Period. Period. That shit doesn't work. People don't bite. It don't fucking work, dude. Real quick, before I get to the fourth thing, are we worried? Or I have, you sound worried. No, I'm not fucking worried, dude. I'm pissed off. Sam, you worried about Ben Johnson's play calling? Um, I'm gonna. I'll say this, and this will this will explain it. Right now, right now, today, there are only two teams as a Detroit Lions fan in the league that I would be worried about playing, and that's San Francisco and Baltimore, because now you have a team Big that San Francisco showed that they could they could beat Dallas because realistically they did beat Dallas and now they're fucking pissed. So the only two teams right now that I'm worried about are Baltimore and San Francisco. Outside of that, I am not worried. I am cool as a cucumber. 
I am the furthest thing from panic because you took a team that already had a chip on its shoulder and was playing great football, and you fucking pissed them off. If anything, yeah, but- the silver lining from this game, the silver lining from this game is this team is going to come out through this entire playoff run and play fucking pissed off football. And that's what I'm most Huge. excited about. Huge. I agree yeah. with you. They're going to be fucking livid. Hopefully our head coach don't coach his way out of it. Thing oh. number four, I thought this was the best third quarter this year. Um, and it's what's crazy is it really wasn't that great. Um, but defensively and offensively, I thought they strung together a great third quarter. I think it finished I think it finished uh three to three, maybe, or something like that. You'll have seven to seven three. Lions scored a touchdown. Seven three. Finished seven three. Um they got a stop when they needed to. They turned a ball over when they needed to. They were just it was just timely. It just felt like they came out of the locker room a little bit sharper. And it was maybe it's because they were fucking forced to watch the Jimmy Johnson suck fest like everyone else was. And it was it lasted a little bit longer than it Jimmy should have. Johnson. Um, but I, I but that's that's a good sign of things to come. Like, there were a lot of things that I think are getting corrected at the right time, and that was one of them. Thing number five, and it already seems like Uncle Sam's gonna disagree. I'm going for two every fucking time. I'm going for two all three of those times. The analytics, the analytics favored them in the first one. It did not favor them for the second two attempts. I just thought Goff wasn't sharp on the third one. Otherwise, you get it. But I'm going for two because three months ago, they lost to Seattle because they took their foot off the gas and kicked a field goal to tie the game. And I was thinking to myself, damn, it would have been Listen, nice no, nobody to use had, up. I didn't have a problem with them going for the two. I didn't have a problem with it. But when they threw the fucking flag on it with some fucking imaginary call, mm-hmm. okay, they throw the flag on there talking about that guy didn't report, this guy did, whatever. It's all bullshit. We all seen what it was. The film is out there. Uh, I I don't. I would like to hear the mic call on it, but can't hear from that far. But it is what it is, dude. After you miss the fucker, uh, here you go. You got it at the seven yard line. Your chances of getting that are fucking pretty goddamn slim. You're not wrong. Right. But I'm still so, I'm still doing that in a game. With that doesn't mean four seconds left. He's trying to make a fucking yeah. I, I don't, I don't want to rely on a coin toss. I don't even care. And, ah, and, and, and on, the counter dude. argument is, well, your defense was playing well, and your no, offense I, was moving I, up. I, I, nope, listen. nope. I'm not relying on a coin toss because you okay. relied on a coin toss they against. Lost. They lost because of it. And then they relied on the coin toss against Seattle, and they lost because of it. I'm not relying. Yeah, on but go- the Seattle game was a long fucking time no, ago, dude. No, no, no. I'm not relying on a coin toss against Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys on the road. I'm not doing that. I'm not fucking doing that. Well, I'm not doing it. He lost. They lost. Fine with me. They lost. I, they, gave, I, they gave away fucking home Because I wish they would have went for number it. Number two fucking seeding. Because I went. I wish they, no. They didn't give away. Yeah, first things first. They fucking won. They got. They yeah, they they, they converted the play and they Correct. fucking won and it worked out. Correct. Okay. So. So when they decided not to give it to him, why wouldn't he just say, you know what? There's 22 seconds left. Let's let's fucking play this out. Kick the extra point. Let it go in the fucking overtime and go from there. And then you and then you have a coin toss, which right. which by the 50, way, 50, which 50, by 50 by the way, anyone who thinks that the pro football overtime touches the college overtime is fucking batshit crazy. There's no fucking the only thing the coin toss determines in college is who gets the ball first and what side of the field you're playing on. Okay, 
The best team doesn't fucking win the pro overtime if you can go down the field and the other offense doesn't get to go on the fucking field at all. And I don't want that. I don't want that. If my team is as good as the Lions offenses and they have a shot and they ran their best play, they ran their best two-point play, and it fucking worked. If my team is able to do that, that's what I want. Because against Seattle, the only thing I was thinking was, damn, I wish they would use that minute to try and score a fucking touchdown and not go into overtime. At least I could live with that. I can live with the fact that they had three shots at it, and they did get it. They got it on the first shot. But they had three shots at it, and they didn't get it. Whatever. I can live that it didn't come down to a coin toss. I can live that it didn't come down to bad execution. Of course, it's tough to live with the fucking ref's intervention. That's tough to live with. But I'm going for it every time. I know the analytics do not favor Dan Campbell on, the, on going for it from the seven and even going for it from the four. I, I understand that. I would rather win as opposed to have it come down to a coin toss because it came down to a coin toss earlier in the year, and I didn't like that outcome. I didn't like it, especially on the road in Texas Stadium. Or whatever you want to call it, 18 I thought their defense was playing well. I didn't have a problem with fucking letting it go to overtime. Their defense was standing on their head the whole game, dude. I didn't have a problem with it. Go ahead, Sam. I would have went for two every single fucking time. You got it once. They they went for the two. They didn't get it, dude. You try it a second time, backed up by fucking yards. They got it. What do you uh, mean they didn't get it? They uh, got it. It doesn't matter. They, they got it the first lost. try. Guess what? The NFL is so fucking, listen to me. Hey, the you NFL know what? No. Already Hold, put on. It out today. Hold on. Stop your rant. Stop your rant because you're a hypocrite. All right? I've, I've done because it. Let, let's, let's, be, let's be very, very, very open about this. You come on here and you bitch about every single thing the refs do. And then when they literally steal the game, they stole the game. They stole the game. You'd rather blame Dan Campbell not going for two. Guess what? I agree a thousand percent. I, I, I didn't say I didn't agree with them going for two. They fucking listen. They didn't give it to him. You, you do the smart play. You can't let your fucking heart. Get in the fucking get in the way of your. That head. was the smart play. Go for the fucking smart play. Going for what's the smart again, play to lose by a point? Play. To lose by Going a point with twenty seconds again. left? Give me a break, dude. Going for two again was the smart play. It was the smart play. They got it once. They had it. The play was executed perfectly the first time, regardless as if the ref scored it or not. The play was executed perfectly the first time. There was no doubt in my mind they couldn't did it again. Did they get it? No. At the end of the day, I agree 1,000% with his decision to go for two again and then do it a third time. Because I 1,000% agree with Zolo. You do not want to leave it up to the coin toss. All right? You already got fucked on the first the first penalty call. You don't want to get, fucked, get fucked again on the court. The NFL call. said it was the Lions players' fault. They already issued their statement them. today. Do you believe the NFL now? No, oh, I don't believe the NFL. I don't believe anything they fucking say. Okay, can we, so can we, we do this? Why are we They're blaming the Lions players. Could we do this now? Can They're I? blaming the Lions I'll players. Be, I'll be quick. I'll be quick. Have at it. I'm not mad that it happened again. I'm not mad that a game that they won was stolen from them. I'm not mad that nothing's going to be done about it. And I'm not mad that there's no way that they could just reverse the ending of that game just like last time. I'm not mad about that. What I'm fucking mad about 
is that Brad Allen, is that his fucking name? Is that that fucking cunt's name? I think so. Does anyone know his name? Brad Allen. Indeed. In the pool report, he doubled down. Okay? Maybe he hadn't seen the film yet or whatever, but he doubled down. And he knew he wasn't making sense. He knew the scenario wasn't making sense. He knew that Dan Skipper lined up at guard so he couldn't have been eligible to begin with, and that didn't make sense. I knew 70 didn't line up. He knew that throwing the flag 30 fucking seconds later after they were already celebrating didn't make sense. He knew all of this. You made a mistake. When Jim Joyce made a fucking mistake on the Armando Galarraga no-hitter, perfect game, excuse me, Jim Joyce came out the next day and said, I made the biggest mistake and, and the biggest call in my life, and I blew it. I made a mistake. All the NFL has to do, and this is, this is continuous, all they have to do is come out and say, our referee made a mistake. Instead, they undermine our intelligence at every turn. They undermine Dan Campbell's intelligence, who walked them through the play before the game, on a sheet of paper, which coaches do, for those that don't know that, and told them before the play, we're running that play. You undermine Jared Goff, who told Taylor Decker, go report. It's clear. Go report. Go report. You could see him say it in the huddle. Go report. You undermine Taylor Decker, who reported, who the ref, Brad Allen, is looking right at him. He's looking at him, okay, and saying, I understand, and nodding his head. You could see him. You're eligible. You could see him word that up close. And you're undermining Dan Skipper, who said, I didn't say anything. After the game, Dan Skipper didn't say I said anything. Taylor Decker said I reported. And it's five against one, including the tape, all of the fucking tape that we're looking at. It's five against one, and the guy doubled down. No, 70 reported. No, he didn't. He did not report. He did not do that, okay? And the intent to deceive and, and the Lions were fucking around. That's how you do it. That's how you run that trick play. Every team in history that has done a an, an, uh, fucking eligible lineman downfield, that's what you do to try and confuse the defense. And then you need to hope that the defense doesn't hear 68 is ineligible. Well, the defense heard 70 was ineligible. And Cowboys fans that are making the argument, well, if they had heard 70 was el- or uh, 68 was eligible, they would have covered him. Fuck no, because the Lions have run that play multiple times before. They've thrown it to offensive linemen multiple times before. They're almost never covered. He wasn't going to be covered you know how i know the db's body language afterwards if you look at the two corners that let taylor decker slip by them they shrug their heads and they put their heads down they were pissed they weren't up in arms like this saying no he shouldn't be eligible and that flag came 30 seconds later they didn't say anything because it didn't fucking matter they weren't going to cover him so it's bullshit that's an insult to our intelligence. And the only thing I want is an acknowledgement. I want an acknowledgement from that fucking ref they that he made a one. fucking mistake. They already gave you one. No, they, they, made a, they made a bullshit excuse. They used a play from Dan Skipper earlier in the game showing how you're supposed to report. And it showed him putting his arm up saying that we're going to jumbo package. They used a horrible example. That was an acknowledgement. That was them doubling down because they protect these officials to no end because they know, they know that they have a fucking crisis on their hands with the officials. The only fucking major sport in the world where the officials are not full-time, and it's the only sport where this shit keeps happening. Do I think there is a fix-in on the Lions? No. Do I think they were rigging it for Jerry John- or Jimmy Johnson Day? No. Do I think they were rigging it to get the Cowboys a home game? No. I just think their officials fucking suck suck and they're inconsistent 
And that's all he had to do. Whatever. It happened. It's in the past. Blame who you want. Dan Campbell, Dan Skipper, Taylor Decker. Blame whoever you want. It's in the past. I just want acknowledgement from that fucking ref that you made a fucking mistake. That's it. Come out and apologize and say, I made a mistake. Don't lie and say that the players didn't report properly. You, were, you weren't even fucking looking at 70 when you made that call. You had a fucking Freudian slip. The Lions played it perfectly. And by the way, one more bit of acknowledgement from the NFL, Uncle Sam, that they acknowledge that they fucked up on the play, is immediately in the middle of the or the next morning, they let it leak to Adam Schefter that Brad Allen's crew, which has had issues all year, it had issue in an, issues in an Atlanta game, they were the crew at the end of the fucking Chiefs-Packers game, they've had four different issues this year. They let it slip that Brad Allen's crew will not be working the playoffs. That's an admission that you fucking know that this official fucking sucks. I just want an apology instead of protecting them. Because this could lead to so many different things. You suspended Jamison Williams and all these players for fucking gambling on games earlier this year. Well, what has a bigger impact on it? A player that gambles did on a game? Did you notice something? You remember that, right? When he got suspended. Mm -hmm. Remember when the suspension first came out and all of a sudden there's, they sent out the list of rules that you're supposed to do and not supposed to do mm -hmm. which you would they you would think that would have been told to these players prior and it wasn't here you go again now you got something now you got something going on here oh we're gonna back our ref he mm -hmm. fucked up he made the mistake and, and nobody's gonna buy into it nobody's you're leaving the door it. open you're leaving the door open for that we bet on they're these games gonna, not gonna we bet our hard-earned money on this games that's the difference uh, that's the difference between getting screwed in dallas in 2015 in the playoffs and now now we have money on the line now this can work its way up to congress so the nfl is on a fucking slippery slope with people's money on the line all the fucking impacts that can, the ripple effect of changing that call the ripple effect you lose an extra home game. Uh, the Vikings are out of the playoffs, potentially. Dallas gets an extra home game. Th that's just three things right there. All of the variables that change. Things that we bet on. Things that our money is reliant on because of a really bad error. Again, I'm not asking for it to be corrected. I'm not asking for anything like that. I'm asking for fucking acknowledgement. And they spit in our face. And they fucking doubled down. They doubled down. They said, no, no, no. It was your fault. No, no, no. It wasn't. It Re wasn't. Re it was Ryan crystal clear. Rex Ryan had come out and said he's tired of hearing the, these motherfuckers. He actually called out that Brad Allen guy and said, you need to stop blaming the players and blame yourself. You made a fucking mistake. Own up to it. And now, of course, he wasn't going to own up to it. Two things, and then, then I think I think we've covered this pretty well. If you watch the video that uh, the NFL, the memo, there's a video in the memo that the NFL sent out today, and they use uh, uh, a clip from when Skipper reported in the first quarter and then Skipper reporting in the fourth quarter, and he makes a similar hand gesture but it's very obvious to anyone that's watching, if you can tell by the way he's facing, he's facing Khalif Raymond and waving him off of the field, not touching his chest as if he was reporting like he did in the first quarter. I, I think he just seen Skipper running on the field and, and assumed 
he was fucking coming in. He uh, wasn't even looking in that direction. But he, he wasn't yeah. paying he wasn't, attention. He to wasn't the even tree. looking in that direction until, if you look at the video, he, Skipper's 20 yards away after Decker already tells him, I'm reporting, and he acknowledges, you're eligible. That's afterwards that Skipper's running towards him, and he's looking at Skipper. But That's I see, the whole point. He looked back and seen Skipper running onto the field, and he was already beelining before Skipper even got there. Yeah. He was gone. Yeah. So he guess what? It, Maybe he's seen he Skipper and said, ah, this guy's coming in eligible and just ignored what the two guys said in front of there's, him. There's no deception. That's the whole point of running the play. You report the one guy eligible all fucking game. That's what you do. It's like running play action. You run the ball all game, and then one time you're going to run play action and something's going to be open downfield. So what you're doing is reporting Skipper all game, Okay, so when the situation arises where you can run that play, they're going to think Skipper's reporting eligible. It's not the Lions' job to ensure that an old fucking ref isn't confused. That's not the Lions' job. Okay, if that's the type of care that these referees are showing on these really important fucking plays— that have endless money on the line, money in the city of Detroit. The city of Detroit, if the Lions win the first playoff game, they're not going to get a second game at home. That's millions of dollars that the city lost that goes into fucking Dallas's pocket like they fucking need it, okay? If that's the type of care that they're taking with these plays, the NFL doesn't care about you. They don't care about They don't you. care about the fans. They, <laughs> they don't, don't care about, about anything. They print their own money, buddy. And, and it's simple. It's it's they simply for fuck. the fact that they're just afraid of a little adversity to come out and say, yeah, that official blew that call because they know what it means. Okay. So That's all it on, is. From here on, basically, got Minnesota coming in this week. Hold on. Hold on. Before you, before you move, hold on. Two things. One, he was mic'd up. They have not released the video footage. The, Who the was audio mic'd up? Brad Who's Allen mic'd? was mic'd up. Huh. He had a mic. They will not release the, the sound because Why? they don't do that to their referees without prior consent. Yeah, of course they're not going to fucking release it. That's number one. Number two, for the record, and then I'm done. Brad Allen has officiated, his crew has officiated six Lions games. In those six games, the Lions are 0-6. The Lions have been awarded 287 penalty yards. Teams against, 435. So, now, we can move on. Can't hear you, bud. You have anything else? You have anything else to say on that? Anybody want to clear anything up? Lions, Dallas. Oh, we're done with that. <laughs> Moving on. We had a divisional game between the New England Patriots and the Buffalo Bills up wait, in wait, Buffalo. Wait. Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. This upcoming week, week eighteen. You know what we have, right? Divisional game. 16 divisional. <laughs> 16 of 16 them. divisional. I'm not saying games. that 16 fucking times. You're going to say it every single time, or there will just be I am not. fucking Fuck silence. <laughs> I shouldn't have said anything. All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You have to say it. You have I'm to do it. I'm not saying it. You got to. Done. It's Retiring. part of it. I mean, you got to do it. Anyways, 
New England headed up to Buffalo to play the Bills. Um, Buffalo has put themselves in a perfect position for their matchup with Miami next week to possibly win the division. Uh, shocking, because if we go back about a month, Buffalo was out of this thing, and now they have one game left against a battered Dolphins team to win the division, but we'll talk more about that Friday. Buffalo comes out on top in this one, 27-21. Uh, Patriots played a pretty decent game. Uh, Zappy Zappy threw three picks. They should have fucking lost that game. Zappy threw three INTs. That was the difference. They were early INTs. Yeah. Early. Yeah. They threw three fucking picks and still almost beat them. They should have beat them. It's a joke. Josh Allen, 169 yards and a pick. James Cook rushed for 48 yards. Josh Allen had two touchdowns on the ground. Dalton Kincaid, four for 87. Uh, real quick, Stephon Diggs' stat line, four for 26. What What's going on? Stephon Same Diggs. thing that happened with him last year in the playoffs. Do you remember? You remember he I fucking mean, disappeared in the playoffs last year? That's why they fucking went home? You should why they thank, lost? You should thank Elizabeth for trading him to me because that's the reason you won. That guy fucking did nothing for me over a month. Uh, a lot of with Diggs, real quick, because I don't want to talk about the Bills too much. With Diggs, a lot of what's happening is their play calling has just become completely conservative. That's something that Joe Brady has done in order to protect Josh Allen. So it's we're going to run the ball. We're going to utilize Josh Allen's legs more than his arms to keep the ball in our hands. And in the red zone, we're not even going to look to the tight ends, the first-round tight end that we drafted. We're just going to run it with Josh Allen. And it's it's worked the last couple weeks, so you can't fault them for it. But I don't know who they're going to beat without Stefan. It's a divisional game. It's a divisional huh? game. It's a divisional game, Fred. Yeah, great. Next up, the Dirty Birds of the ATL headed up to Soldier Field to play the Bears. I am man enough to admit that I was once again wrong. Chicago comes out on top in this one, 37-17. Chicago, after their awful start, is now 7-9. and nine, And it seems like Justin Fields may be saving his job. Uh, people close to the Bears came out today and said that Eberflus will be back next year. And I mean, if hypothetically, let's say the Chicago Bears go eight and nine after that start, can you really get rid of Justin Fields? Yes. I don't think they're going to. Yes, I, I, I think you can, and I think they will. Um, it would be really, I, I'm not getting worked up over some wins. Their only big win is against the lions. In my opinion, in the same drill, they had to turn the ball over four times to get it. And it still came down to the fourth quarter. I'm not getting worked up over Justin Fields wins over, over bad teams. Um, I get it. He's winning. He, he was getting his name chanted on, on, Whatever that was Sunday, that's for me. That's best case if that guy comes back because I've been harping on it all year. It really hasn't been that crazy. I want to give credit to where it's due on Eberfloss, though. Um, good for him. He coached his way into his job. Uh, he had a lost locker room, and it's clearly not lost at the moment. And they have a ton no, of no, capital. I, work you know with. what? I think he's done a good job this year. Excellent job. I I, Excellent I give job. him a lot of credit, man. That, that was not an easy situation to go no. into. It was. Remember in October, we there was a day where where Justin Fields came out and said the coaches don't put me in good position, and the uh, the D coordinator stepped down, and they hadn't won a game at that point in time. And you remember that? Yeah. Good for him. We thought he was going to get fired. 
Thought he was going to get fired. thought Eberflus was going to be the first the, guy to get fired. The Commanders year. game. If they didn't win the yeah. Commanders game, I thought he would have gotten fired, and he and he didn't. Yeah. And credit to him. Credit credit to the Bears. They they're in good position. I personally, I don't think Fields is the Listen, guy. I I don't think anybody has the draft collateral that this guy's got this year. The coming into the last two years. Yeah, they got the fucking first overall pick again. and. And they could trade it again and get and more they could capital. Trade that again and, and double down. Yeah, and then and then personally, I think they should trade Fields. And there's even more draft capital. Someone's going to take a flyer on. Well, that. I think it's either that or going to trade that pick. Somebody's going to jump up to number one. They could trade. They could trade here. both. They could trade both. You yeah. could you could still get. We just had a Michael Penix conversation. Imagine finding a way to land Marvin Harrison and Michael Penix in Chicago. Sounds yeah. pretty fucking good, eh? There's a way they could do it. Or even take uh, Harrison and take another lineman and uh, yeah. keep Fields. They have tons of options. Sam. I, I would trade down, but. Sam, you're at the edge of your seat. Go ahead. Khalil Herbert, massive game, 18 for 124 and a touchdown. Justin Fields, 20 for 32, 268 yards and a touchdown. He also had 45 yards rushing and a touchdown. Roshan Johnson found the end zone, as did DJ Moore for the Bears. Uh Taylor Heineke threw three interceptions, and then Desmond Ritter stepped in and threw an interception of his own. Bijan did have 75 yards on the ground. Heineke threw one in and ran one in. And Algier had a 75 touchdown reception on his lone target. Um, the Falcons still aren't eliminated, are they? No. I don't think they are. This week. They're not. They need to beat the Saints – and have the Buccaneers lose to Carolina this week. And the Dirty Birds win the division. What do you think, Sam? Is it happening? Just like Michael Penix, I'm going to die on that fucking sword, baby. <laughs> and friendly reminder, Uncle Sam has the Bucks, not by choice. You have Atlanta, that was by choice. I have the Saints, not by choice. And Bruce is already out because he has the Panthers, the not Saints by choice. The Saints ass-punched fucking the Bucks. Yeah. Saints are still in it somehow, which I am. I am shocked. I still think it. It ultimately. Who has Carolina this weekend? Tampa Bay. Ultimately, it should be Tampa, but I mean, we'll see. They look pretty I fucking bad. They lost. They got. They look pretty bad. Handed to them this week. Yeah, and and the Panthers get better every week. So. In a divisional game. Divisional game. Next up, the Las Vegas Raiders headed to Lucas Oil Stadium Why in Indianapolis to play. The game we were just talking about. Like, so we had to talk about the New Orleans game. Uh, he's going what? in order. He's got it. He he looks at an. There's an order oh. that he looks at from Yahoo. That's why. Yeah, but we set it up. I thought he would go to it. I don't know. Go ahead. Which game would you like me to do? He wants you to do Saints. All right, we were talking about the setup for the Tampa, New Orleans, Dirty Bird. Hello, in that division. The New Orleans Saints headed down to Tampa in Raymond James Stadium for a... Divisional game. And uh, New Orleans throttled Tampa Bay most of this game. Tampa Bay got 13 points in the fourth quarter. Uh, New Orleans beat them 23-13. to 13. It was, uh, it was an interesting day for a Buccaneers team that's kind of been rolling as of late. Baker had two picks, but he also had two touchdowns, 309 yards passing. Rashad White, 11 for 42 and a fumble. That's a light day for him. Mike Evans, three for 70. Chris Godwin, three for 81 and a touchdown. And Trey Palmer out of nowhere, four for 84 and a touchdown. 
uh, for the Buccaneers. A lot of yards for Baker, and they just did, couldn't Did you capitalize. watch that game at all or no? I, I did not see the fourth quarter, L- so listen, I missed all the effort. They were utter dog shit for three quarters. They showed up in the fourth. They were utter dog shit for three yeah. quarters, showed up in the fourth quarter, and, and almost got within a touchdown. Yeah, I mean, Derek Carr, 24-32, 197 yards, two touchdowns. Taysom Hill threw two passes in this game, uh, completed one for 11 yards. Jamal Williams led the team in rushing, 19 for 58. Kamara was 10 for 45. Uh, Kamara also had two receptions for four yards. Juwan Johnson, eight for 90 and a touchdown. Taysom Hill caught two passes for 30 yards and had a touchdown as well. As the Saints... Come marching in now. Both these teams are eight and eight, and it's going to come down next week. If you guys had to pick right now, who's winning the division? Tampa. Tampa. They're winning in, and they're playing the worst team in the league. We're saying that right now, and they'll get blown out by Carolina this week. Dirty birds, baby. Dirty birds. Let's go. Anybody have anything else on this one, or can we move on? No. Next up, the Las Vegas Raiders headed to Lucas Oil Stadium to play the Indianapolis Colts. This game was a nice matchup. Indianapolis comes out on top, though, by the skin of their teeth, 23-20. to 20. Uh, Indy kind of in control for this entire game. The Raiders put up 10 in the fourth to make it a close one. Uh, ultimately, Gardner Minshew wins again. Now the Colts, 9-7, second in the AFC South. Uh, and could possibly win the division next week with a Jaguar loss. And if they win, Gardner Minshew, 15 to 23, 15 for 23 and a touchdown. He also had three uh, rushing yards. Jonathan Taylor, 21 for 96 and a touchdown. Alec Pierce, one for 58. And he took that one to the house for a touchdown. Uh, as far as the Raiders go, Aiden O'Connell threw the ball 47 times. Completed 30 of them, 299 yards and two touchdowns. Zamir White, 20 for 71. And Devontae Adams, 13 for 126 with two touchdowns in the loss. Um, are the Colts for real? I mean, this team's probably going to be yeah. in the playoffs. So are they for weird, real? Dude. Yeah, they've, they've lost some games that they should have won, but clearly they have a crack at it. They're going to need some help, but they got a crack at it. Their, their defense looks so good one week. And so shitty the next. They're the most inconsistent defense I've seen this year. One week they look good. The next week they they look like they forgot how to play play football. They're they're very inconsistent. I don't know wouldn't how far they're some, gonna go. Wouldn't it be something they draft Anthony Richardson in the first round? He gets hurt. Gardner Minshew comes in, and that team is within one game of winning. They could win the division this week. He's they play Houston. Steichen's two, coach of the year if they win the division. Agree a thousand percent. Agree. Next up, the Los Angeles Rams headed to MetLife Stadium to play the New York Giants. Rams are 9-7 and seven and fighting for that wild card spot. They win this one 26-25 as Tyrod Taylor... Keeps it going for the Giants, giving this team a little bit of a spark. 27 for 41, 319 yards, a touchdown and a pick. He also had 40 yards rushing. 
Uh, Wendell Robinson had a 24-yard rush that he took to the house. Saquon Barkley, a non-entity in this game, 12 for 39. Darius Slayton, big day for him catching the ball, 4 for 106 and a touchdown. Did you notice Matt Stafford, 20- Hey, did you notice the yeah. last two weeks this guy's had fucking almost 100 yards in every game and a touchdown? This guy comes out of fucking Tyrod's nowhere looking his every way, year. Man. Yep. Out of nowhere. Tyrod's looking his way right now. Last two or three games of the fucking year, four games of the year, this guy's averaging 100 yards and a touchdown every fucking time. And it's been like that for the last, like, 10 years. <laughs> um, Matt Stafford, 24 for 34, 317 yards, a touchdown, two picks. Kieran Williams, 20 for 87, and balls. That kid's Who money. He is. He's been unstoppable. Money. When he's on the that field, kid, he's that kid, uh, he's a, he's a top five fucking draft choice next year in fantasy. Agreed. Hundred percent. Agreed. Yeah. As no. is RB three. Nakua five for one hundred and eighteen. Cooper Cup was four for twenty seven and had the touchdown. Demarcus Robinson, one that came out of nowhere, six for ninety two. After Tutu Atwell went down, he's really stepped up. Uh, the Rams win this one by a point against the Giants. Um. Right that, now, it's a good win for them. That That's a big win for them, man. It is. Yes. I was happy because the Giants made them look mortal, and they haven't looked that way for a minute. They've, they've been playing really good football. I, I think that's a Sean McVay thing. Look mortal and then come to Ford Field. And no, the because they, and play, they play up to what their opponents are. They play up to where their opponents I've are. I've been saying it. And then they'll go and they'll beat the shit out of some really good team. The Rams play to their opponents. They, they, I thought the Rams were not good. I thought Stafford had his first bad game in probably two months. Yeah. Um, And there's a blueprint to beat them. That's that's my two. That was my takeaway yeah. is that there's certainly a blueprint to beat them. The way things are shaking out right now, I know it was Rams, Rams, Rams for the last three weeks. I don't think it's Rams anymore. I think it's going to be Packers coming here. But I think I would rather play the Rams at this moment because they're totally beatable. And I think the Lions would, would put them on a spit roast. That's just my that's my two cents. I think the Lions wouldn't have problems stopping that Rams offense, believe it or not. This next game just put a smile on my face. The Arizona Cardinals headed up to the city of brotherly shoves and shoved something right up Jalen Hurts and Uncle Sam's ass as the Cardinals beat the Eagles. <clears throat> the 4-12 Cardinals beat the Eagles 35-31. to At one point, this Eagles team was 10-1, and and then Uncle Sam really hopped on the bandwagon and everything went to shit. Uh, Uncle Sam, do you have anything to say for yourself, for Nick Sirianni, for Matt Patricia, for Jalen Hurts, for A.J. Brown, who... Uh, Anonymous players came out today and said A.J. Brown's uh, mood towards the team is, quote-unquote, tearing them apart from the inside out. Uh, it seems like things are unraveling in Philly. Do you, have, do you have anything to say? Yeah, I think Nick Sirianni's uh, made some huge mistakes as far as his coaching staff goes. And, <laughs> Man, and Patricia. Guys have won 10 games on just sheer, sheer talent of the, on the team. That's pretty fucking good be honest with you because they're in disarray right now their coaching staff is dog shit he knows it and he should be held accountable for it and i hope howie roseman fires him at the end of this year especially if they get bounced early i think you'll see him gone listen i said the other day um 
I said the other day the the Eagles need to not win, but they have to look good. And this was this was worst case. Like this was this was a this was Jonathan I, Gannon you know scorn. I, I think Kyler Murray is one of the hardest guys to defend in this league. It's my opinion. I, I don't care what anybody else says, but I thought uh, the combination of Connor running hard and him running around yeah. and making plays felt like James Connor had a vendetta. Yeah, he did. He was running yeah. hard. And, and I'll tell you what, I think congratulations to that coaching staff over there in Arizona because you know what? That that guy I thought truly was the glue that was holding the Eagles together last year. Did you and guys it was see, obvious that he was. Did you see their their GM, the ball guy, Monty Ozenfort? Did you did you happen to see him at the end of the game? He looked he, first things first, he's bald, but he looked like a literal cokehead. Because he was so worried that they were going to win, and they did end up winning because it would have hurt their draft position. But they're in really good shape. Give them Marvin Harrison, please. I want to see Marvin Harrison end up there. They're the furthest team from the cap floor next year. They have a lot of money to work with. They have draft capital. Watch the fuck out for the Cardinals. They're calling it right now. They're going to be a wild card team next year. Putting it out there. That's I don't, I don't do that very often, but that's my prediction on the Cardinals. And then on the Eagles... There's still some crazy scenario where the Lions get the two. It would involve the Eagles losing this weekend to the Giants, which could totally happen, and the Cowboys somehow losing the Commanders, which I don't see happening. If that happens, the Lions get the two, and the Eagles would actually, I think, be the three based on common or be the be the uh, they would win the division based on the common opponent. And give me a scenario. Even if the Lions go to Philly, I would love to watch them feast on that fucking corpse. I would enjoy that because they are toast. I don't know if they're even winning the wild card game. There, I said it. I don't know if they could beat whoever it is they play. Um, they'd be what the five, so they play Tampa. Who do you, who are you guys taking right now? Are you taking Philly or Tampa? Ooh, I don't know. That's a tough one. Probably Philly by a hair. Yeah, you never know, man. You never know what's going to happen here from here out. That means Tampa. I, I think Philadelphia's a more talented team, obviously. I mean, they've won as many games as they have on their talent alone. They played on Monday night. Staff is dog shit. They played on Monday night earlier in the year, and it was a closer game. Yeah. Um, the Eagles ended up controlling it at the end, but the Eagles are worse now and less healthy. And regardless of what happened last week, I think Tampa is healthier now and also playing well. And they would still get it at home. So we'll see. I hope that that would be. I'm intrigued by that one. I'm intrigued. James Conner in this game, 26 for 128 yards and a touchdown. Kyler Murray was 25 for 31 with three tuds. Uh, one to Michael Carter, James Conner, and Michael Wilson. Greg Dorch had 82 yards receiving. Jalen Hurts was 18 for 23 for 167 yards, three touchdowns and a pick. Swift ran the ball for 61 yards. Uh, Julio Jones had two touchdown receptions. Dallas Goddard had one, and A.J. Brown had 53 yards receiving. In one of the games that I don't think anybody could have picked right, Cardinals beating the Eagles. Next up, we have the San Francisco 49ers heading to Washington to play the Commanders. San Francisco comes out on top in this one, 27-10. Christian McCaffrey goes down in this game. Uh, he will miss this week as well and be ready for the divisional round of the playoffs. Brock Purdy, 22 for 28, 230 yards and two touchdowns. Elijah Mitchell had 17 carries for 80 yards and a touchdown after McCaffrey went out. McCaffrey was 14 for 64, and he had 27 yards receiving before the injury. Debo, 3 for 35, light, 
uh, on the ground. He also had 37 yards and a touchdown through the air. AU continues to be a monster, 114 yards and a touchdown for him. Uh, Sam Howell, 17 for 28, 169 yards, a touchdown and two picks. Brian Robinson, 9 for 44. Terry McLaurin, 4 for 61 and a touchdown uh, in a game that wasn't really all that relevant. Brock Purdy will also not play next week along with McCaffrey because realistically San Francisco is playing for absolutely nothing against the Rams. And Carson Wentz is also starting for the Rams. Kieran Williams is sitting. Cooper Cup is sitting. The only one playing for the Rams is uh, Puka Nakua, who's 28 yards away from breaking the rookie yards record. Next up. The Jacksonville Jaguars got a much-needed gimme win against the Carolina Panthers as Jacksonville shuts them out 26 to nothing in Duval County. C.J. Beathard, 17 for 24 in this game. Travis Etienne, 6 for 102 and two touchdowns. Evan Ingram had 60 yards receiving. Jamal Agnew had 48. Calvin Ridley, quiet day, 4 for 39. Uh, Bryce Young, 19 for 32 for 112 yards and a pick in this game. Chuba was 11 for 45 on the ground. Thielen had 38 yards in a game that was just an absolute dumpster fire. Um, big win for Jacksonville, though. Massive win. Because there's a lot of us who didn't even know if Jacksonville was relevant enough to win that game at this point. Bryce Young went out in that game for quite a while, too. Next up, we had a divisional game. <laughs> the Tennessee Titans headed to Houston to play the Texans. Texans are still in the hunt for the division with a game against the Colts this week. Uh, and actually, they are a favorite going into Indianapolis. Uh, Houston comes out on top in this divisional game, 26-3. to uh, Ryan Tannehill was 16 for 20 for 168 yards. Levis was 2 for 6. C.J. Stroud, 24 for 32 for 213 yards and a touchdown. Devin Singletary had 80 yards on the ground. Nico Collins had 80 yards through the air. Uh, Bobby Trees, 4 for 58 in this game. And Brevin Jordan had the touchdown reception for the Texans. Derrick Henry, 12 for 42. DeAndre Hopkins, 7 for 72. And do we need to spend much more time on this game? Well, once Levis went out, they were done. Once yeah. Levis went out in that game, they were done. All done. They had no chance. Yeah. Uh, and it's good to see Stroud's back, and Stroud looked pretty uh, pretty damn good, actually. Yes, he did. I thought he did exactly what he needed to do to win that game, and it was nicely done. I I'm very excited for this Houston Indy matchup this week, especially – I mean, that game has the weight of the world on its shoulders, so I can't wait for that. It's a big game for D'Amico Ryan's here. Big game. Oh, shit. Sorry. Next up, Pittsburgh Steelers headed to Lumen Stadium, Dark Lumen Stadium, in Seattle to play the Seahawks. Seattle fighting for a playoff spot. They're now 8-8 eight and eight after Pittsburgh wins this game 30-23. to 23. Pittsburgh now will have yet another winning season. Mike Tomlin never with a losing season. Pittsburgh wins 30 to 23. 
Geno Smith, 23 for 33, 290 yards and a touchdown in this game. Kenneth Walker, 10 for 53 and a touchdown. The touchdown reception was made by Jackson Smith and Jigba. That was his only catch on a 12-yard touchdown. George Pickens, 7 for 131 yards. Najee Harris, 27 for 122 and two touchdowns. And Jalen Warren, 13 for 75 and a touchdown. Mason Rudolph, 18 for 24, 274 yards. And Mason Rudolph will start again this week with a healthy Kenny Pickett as Pittsburgh is still in playoff contention as well. What do we think here? Both these teams still fighting for a spot. Do we think either of them make it? Do we think both of them make it? What do you think? I, I think Pittsburgh's going to make the playoffs. No, there's there's too much that there's too much on the line for they need they both need too much to happen elsewhere to yeah. get in. The the I think for the Seahawks to get in, they need the Packers and the Rams to lose, if I remember correctly. Okay. And then for Pittsburgh to get in, they need Buffalo, um, Buffalo, Cincinnati, Houston. They need they need all of those teams to lose. So I don't think so. But credit to I think both of you had Pittsburgh. Yeah, I did. Both of you had yes, Pittsburgh. Credit to you guys. I, I didn't I see that Nancy coming. Harris was an animal, dude. I I'll say this much: I said before the year, I thought Mike Tomlin was going to get into the playoffs, and I thought he was going to at least win ten games this year. I don't think they're going to get in, but credit to Mike Tomlin. I really would love to see what this team is capable of when the locker room is intact, the receivers are trying on every play, they're healthy, and most importantly, they got a fucking quarterback. I'd Listen, love to see uh, Mason Rudolph has proved that he moves that offense better than the other two clowns did. And I, I, you know what? I feel bad for him right now because now what do you do with this fucking Kenny Pickett situation? Kenny Pickett, Kenny Pickett was told he'd be backing up Mason Rudolph, and supposedly he said fuck that, and they made him inactive. So I think the Kenny Pickett era might be over unless he okay. gets assurances, and he hasn't earned the right to have the keys to the car. So I don't know what the fuck he'd be thinking doing that. Pittsburgh's gonna go after a quarterback because credit to Mason. I, Rudolph, I truly think that Ma- Rudolph. Wasn't he going through an injury, all training camp and everything? I, listen, it, I don't know. This, he should have been the starter coming into this year. No, it was it was always going to be Kenny Pickett because right. he was a first rounder. Fuck. Listen, this has been the year of the backup quarterback. There's been a carousel where because there's been so many quarterback injuries, there's been a carousel of backups that have come in and looked good, and we've had this conversation. It's happening with Mason Rudolph right now. He's shining, and who knows? Baltimore's resting a lot of guys. Maybe they'll have a shot to pull that off. It's too little too late. I think they need a real bona fide star at quarterback. They haven't invested properly in quarterback since they took Ben Roethlisberger at 15, 16, whatever it was back in 2004. Go get a quarterback. Get let, Let's see what Mike, Mike Tomlin can do with the fucking real-ass quarterback. Go get Michael Penix. Throw Michael Penix into there that offense. Don't say that. Next thing you know, Uncle Sam will be a Steelers fan next year. Um, Next up in the toilet bowl, Easton Stick and the L.A. Chargers headed to Mile High to play Jarrett Stidham in the Denver Broncos. Stidham comes out on top in this matchup 16-9 in a divisional game. Um, Stidham was 20 for 32 for 224 yards and a touchdown. Jaleel McLaughlin had 44 yards rushing. Javante Williams had 41. Little Jordan Humphrey, 69 yards and a touchdown in this game for Denver. Little Jenny Stick, Humphrey. Little J. Easton Stick, 24 for 38, 220 yards. Austin Eckler had. What are you shaking 40. your head about? What are you high? You. 
You're high as a kite right now. Looking at me. No, I'm not high at all, actually. Oh. Austin Eckler, 46 yards and a fumble in this game. I believe I could fly. There's not much to talk about here. Um, Denver, if they didn't have that collapse in December, they'd they'd be in it. Chargers, I mean, good for you. You put up nine points. Um, There's not much to talk about here. Well, Chargers will have a new coach next year. Yeah, is Jim Harbaugh going to the Chargers? uh, That's what we were talking about now. We'll see how long Sean Payton lasts. Next up, the Green Bay Packers headed to Minnesota for a divisional game. Minnesota started Jaron Hall in this game. Nick Mullins is back to starting next week against the Lions. Uh, Mullins came in in this game 13 for 22, 113 yards and a touchdown. Jaron Hall was 5 for 10 for 67 yards and a pick. Ty Chandler, 10 for 40. Justin Jefferson, 5 for 59. Johnny Munt. Had the touchdown the for the Vikings. Johnny Munt. I don't know what that is. I've never heard of that. God bless. Uh, Jordan Love, 24 for 33, 256 yards and three tuds. Aaron Jones, 20 for 120. Jordan Love also had a rushing touchdown in this game. Bo Melton led the Packers in receiving six for 105 and a touchdown. Jaden Reed continues his hot streak. Six for 89 and a touchdown as the Packers go on to win this game and keep their playoff hopes alive. They control their own destiny. And I guess this one, it's it's a question for you two real quick. This comes down to are the Vikings just phoning it in and they have too many injuries and it's just all bad there? Or did Jordan Love really get back on track? That's what it comes down to. I think it's a combination of both. You got to pick one. Make make this fun. I don't know. This I got is fuck Mary Kill. All right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Jordan Love. He's the savior. I, what do you want me to say, dude? Who are we fuck Mary Killing? Yeah. I, I mean, what did they start to one kid? Do you for? think this for was what? do you think this was an, an issue with the Vikings just taking a massive shit and everything being out of out of hand for them? Or do you think that the Packers are they won a big divisional game on the road? What what do you think this is? Um, okay, Jaron Hall's a joke. Minnesota's I mean, down. They, they pulled Nick Mullins, okay? Why uh, Why would you pull him and put the Jared Hall kid in? For what? What is that Just doing? Give somebody else a shot because, I mean, none of them are any good. So you well, have guess three what? Nick Mullins is better than Jared Hall. They're all dog shit, dudes. We're, we're trading dog shit for dog shit. Minnesota is dog shit. Here's the thing Green Bay plays two out of every three games well. Jordan Love plays well in two out of every three games. So he played good last week. Do I think he's the Messiah? No. Do I think he's the Savior? No. But he's good enough to get the job done there. And if he continues to grow through the next year or two, he could be a good quarterback. I am still not sold. I think that Green Bay won a game that they needed to win in nice fashion against the dog shit team. I'm excited for them to come to Ford Field. Why? The Packers? Yeah, why are you excited? Because I I, I think Vikings the Lions... First. What's up? Got the Vikings first. Oh, yeah, of course. But I, the Lions, I, don't, I don't know if the Lions are going to pull that off this weekend. But I'm excited to see the Packers at Ford Field because I don't think Jordan Love is going to be able to do what he did on Thanksgiving against the Lions. I don't I, know about that. I, no, they're, they're not. The, I'll give them credit on... Uh, 
Aaron Jones is starting to work back into the offense nicely. He had a nice game. He's had three nice games all year. But I'm with Cox. you, Sam. This is an extremely <laughs> this is an extremely inconsistent team. Three fucking good games. All I year. think Jordan Love is inconsistent, and I think that game plan with C.J. Gardner Johnson back in the fold against those guys and Ali McNeil playing. Oof. And Houston. Oof. And a healthy offensive line. Oof. Deadly. I agree. I agree. That Green Bay team does not have what it takes to compete with the Lions. No, they're, they're not going to do they're it not again. They're yet. not going to recreate the magic again on the road in the first playoff game in Ford Field history. I I, I don't see it happening. I still think they've been – I, I want to give credit to Jordan Love because I think he has been actually decent in his first year as a starter. I but I think the Packers I still need a lot of help elsewhere, and I think hey, there's hey, a lot that, of playmaking. That, that, that was some happening. big shoes to fill, dude. You come in after a fucking guy like Aaron Rodgers – and you know if you fuck up, you're going to be the the scapegoat of it all. I, I think he's played pretty well for the year. I, I think he's played pretty well, dude. Especially going to slide into the playoffs. I mean, you got to give the guy some fucking credit. First year. Yeah. Next up. I thought he's played well. Did you? What? You think he's played well? I, I think he's played pretty good, considering the fact that you're coming in after a fucking legend, a legend uh, that will be back next year with Gang Green. Uh, I'm calling it already. Gang Green, top five. Go ahead. In the Sam, league. Sam, go ahead quick. Dude, you suck. Cincinnati headed to Arrowhead to play the Chiefs. Cincinnati got out to a quick lead in this one. At halftime, it was a 17-13 game. Uh, the Chiefs' defense woke up in the second half and stopped Cincinnati in their tracks. Cincinnati takes the L in Kansas City, 25-17. to Patrick Mahomes, 21-29, for 245 yards and a touchdown. Isaiah Pacheco, 18 for 130 in this game. He's a monster, Pacheco. Uh, Rasheed Rice, 5 for 127. Isaiah Pacheco also had 35 yards receiving and a touchdown. Um, Jamar Chase, three for 41. Joe Mixon, four for 22 through the air with a receiving touchdown, 65 yards on the ground. Jake Browning ran one in. He also threw that one, and he was 19 for 33 for 197 yards in the loss. Um, I'm sorry. I don't give a shit. I still think Kansas City is, is an extremely subpar football team. Congratulations to them. They struggled. They struggled. Mahomes looks like dog shit right now. Like if we're being real. Part of three. Right now they're locked in. They already got a home game. They got a home game. But I mean, maybe maybe Travis Kelsey will remember how to play football here. But if if they're not, I would say he's done. You can throw some dirt on him. The issue is they're going to draw up Cleveland or Buffalo, and I think they're losing to Cleveland. I I think they could beat either one of them. They of course they can. I think they can too. I just think they're going to lose to either of those teams. You know what? You know what? You know what pisses me off about that? You're the one who says I go with what I see on the field. There is nothing that you have seen out of Kansas City for the last two months. That has shown that they could beat them on the field. They just beat. You're they just beat Cincinnati. The fact that it's the Kansas City Chiefs. They just There's beat. They just beat Kansas Cincinnati. 
for two months. That proves that they could beat either of those teams. I they just, just beat Cincinnati. That's fair, and that's that's a that's a, we're, this is we're saying they a lot about the Jake Browning, dude. They we're, beat exactly. the water down. We're saying Cincinnati. a lot. I agree that it was a it was a decent win for them, but it's because they've been taking so many losses that beating a, yeah. a Jake Browning Cincinnati team is a bigger win. It's yeah. I mean I listen, Cincinnati isn't the caliber of a team of Buffalo or or Cleveland. That's my two cents. Why? Cleveland's better than Buffalo. You'll see. Yeah, I forgot. Now that the Eagles are bad, we got to ride the Browns. <laughs> fuck off. You don't watch just because I picked them. You, no, you gotta, you're going to talk all your shit. He's been riding the Browns all season. What? He's been riding the Browns all season. I have. Listen. He's been the biggest and Nick I'm still Chubb riding outside him. of Nick Chubb. I'm going to ride him all the way He's to the, the fucking AFC Chubb championship game. I'm going to ride him all the way to the AFC championship game. Cleveland Browns. And I'm going to bark. And I'm going to bark loud, and I'm going to bark proud. Wow, an admission of bark. I've been waiting for that for four months. I'm waiting waiting for that. October, November, December. What Joe Flacco wins MVP. Wait, can I ask you a question? He's got a question. If the road to the Super Bowl goes through Arrowhead and the Browns have to go to Arrowhead the first week and play, what's going to happen? I'm going to take the Cleveland Browns. It'd be a nice first-round exit. Um, Next up. Next up. The Miami Dolphins headed to Baltimore to play the Ravens. And got, got their assholes punched. Got absolutely asshole punched 56 to 19. Uh, it was bad. Yeah, and every like a high school before. team out there. You're to a tag of Aloha. He looked like a fucking high school quarterback out there. 22 for 38, 237 yards, two touchdowns, and two picks for Tua. Devon A. Chan, 14 for 107. Tyreek Hill, 6 for 76. Devon A. Chan also had a receiving touchdown, as did Cedric Wilson Jr. Uh, There was no Raheem Mostert in this game. There was no Jalen Waddell in this game. Lamar Jackson, 18 for 21, 321 yards and five touchdowns. Career day for him. Uh, Gus Edwards, 16 for 68 and a touchdown on the ground. Lamar also had 35 yards rushing as well. Melvin Gordon came back from the dead. He had six rushes for 10 yards and a touchdown. Zay Flowers, beautiful day for him. Three for 106 and a touchdown. Justice Hill, five for 64 and one uh, in the receiving game. Isaiah Likely, two for 42 and two. And whoever the fuck Charlie Kohler is, had one reception for 19 yards and a touchdown. Patrick Richard, also one reception, four yards and a touchdown. As the Ravens mollywop the Dolphins, which I said was going to happen, um, and to answer a couple questions real quick, no, I am not panicked if I am Miami. Yeah, I think they're going to lose to Buffalo next week. They'll still get a wild card spot, and they will be able to get, you know, they should just get healthy. And Tariq's got to find a hotel to stay in because his house burned down today. I got one for you real quick. I know, you, I know you're in a time crunch. I have one question. Are, have you changed your tune on Lamar as the MVP? No. Ridiculous. That's a ridiculous take. Guy threw for five touchdowns. You're going to say no. That that's that's funny. Believe it or not, I actually that's just fucking funny. just by the way the Bills played last week and by just the way the Bills are running their offense, I actually genuinely believe 
which I wouldn't have said this two weeks ago. I think if you put a gun to my head, I'm, I'm going to take Miami this week. They got a lot of injuries. I, I think it's going to be tough without Waddle. I, I think they're going to beat Buffalo. And, and uh, not having uh, Bradley Chubbs now out for the season, I think that they should. They're more. They're better and they're more talented than Buffalo. More faith in your team. And I think they're going to take it seriously. I think they're going to take it very seriously. Um, is there anything you saw from this game, Uncle Sam, that you want to talk about other than the fact that ass? Uh, how many yards right? is Tariq Hill away from breaking the 2,000? Let me check right now. Where's Sam at? Sam had to check out. What? He's going to dinner. Whatever, dude. Whatever. He's he's not going to get it. He's at 17-17, so he would need 200. 17-17, so he'd need 283 yards. He's not getting that again. In the Buffalo. next game? Yeah. I'll I'll say this. If there is possibly a way he could have that many yards against Buffalo's defense, he deserves fucking MVP, period. Me, shit. And I mean just to get 2,000 they need on the, the dot. They need the style points to go with it, but I um, I don't know. I feel weirdly confident. Not impossible if fucking what's-the-name just put up 200 yards on the Lions. Nah. I could see Tariq Hill putting 200 up on Buffalo. He's got to put nearly 300 up what's on Buffalo. What's the most in a single game? Um... Most yards in a game. Uh, 336 yards was last done by Flipper Anderson. Flipper Anderson? The November 26, 1989. The yeah. Uh, I don't I don't see the team, but Flipper Anderson. For the Rams. Let's do it. Flipper Anderson. It was buddy. done by a Flipper, hey, so it's good news for the turf. Dolphins. <laughs> hey, greatest show on turf, Kurt Warner. Flipper Anderson, he yep. was on he was on the greatest show on the, turf. Yeah. Well, this was in 1989. He did this. Wait a minute, 89. No, yeah, greatest show on turf was like Tory Holt and and uh, and uh, Musa Muhammad and uh, uh, the one Akeem. Yeah. We had him here. Yeah, I can't remember his name. Az Hakim. Azar Hakim. Dre uh, Bly. No, great, great show on turf. actually, Flipper Anderson. That would have been with uh, Great White Buffalo. Uh, Trent Green. Want to say Trent Green? Um, eighty nine. I don't know who his quarterback was. It happened in twenty thirteen too. It was Calvin Johnson, of course, three twenty nine. Right. Um, that was against the Cowboys, no? It was either the Cowboys or the Bengals. It was one I think of the two. It was two. the Cowboys. It was one of the two. Uh, I remember that season because they choked the playoffs at the end. Yeah. They got Jim Schwartz at the end. They got Schwartzed at the end. Yeah. You ever been Schwartzed? Yeah, I got Schwartz for a couple of years. Have you been seeing what the most ideal, like the fan favorite Super Bowl is right yeah, now? Yeah, it's Browns Lions, of course. It's two two storied franchises that yeah. have never been to a Super Bowl, even though the Browns are fake. Teams that haven't been. And they're expansion franchise. Browns almost got there. They got fucked with their spider fumbling at the three. Four in a row. Yeah. Tell the tell They've the been young to more school. playoffs than the Lions though, right? Huh? Been, yeah. The expansion Browns. Do you know the story on the Browns? Here, he let's, let's do it real quick. The Browns were actually a very serviceable franchise. They, similar to the Lions, they won right. a lot in the '60s. They've struggled in the Super Bowl era, but in the late '80s, when Bill Belichick was there, he, he was a uh... he was a defensive coordinator. Yeah, and eventually he took over as head coach. But in the late '80s, they went to four straight AFC Championship games, and they they never got blown out. They were always heartbreaking. And then eventually, what happened was the owner Art Modell, who owns the sports chain Modells. Um, he wanted. He was adamant to move him to Baltimore for years. He finally announced, "I'm going to move him to Baltimore." That's, and, um, this is when you got to understand something. The Colts had moved to Indianapolis at the time. 
Colts moved to Indianapolis. Well, Baltimore in the, in didn't the 60s. have a team for a long time. So Baltimore didn't have a team for a long time. He grew up with Baltimore having a team, but the ba- Baltimore didn't have a team for like thirty Colts. years. They had the, the Baltimore Colts. The Colts were the Baltimore Colts. They moved to the Indianapolis. So the the Ravens didn't exist. You know who the Ravens are? They're the Cleveland Browns. The Ra- the Baltimore Ravens are the original Cle- Cleveland Browns. Uh, they moved because they couldn't get a, it's usual. They couldn't get a stadium, and that's a shithole. I, like I did know this, but I didn't know like it was all it was all about the money. There's a really good. There's two separate thirty for thirty. There's one yeah. of the original thirty for thirties is um is um about the the Colts moved to Baltimore from Baltimore to Indianapolis in the middle of the night. It was Robert Ursay yeah. from Ursay's They packed him up, dude. They packed him up in and the middle bailed. of the night, and May, and there was just a people remember just seeing a bunch of Mayflower moving trucks yeah. in the middle of the night, and it was the Colts. And then there's another 30 for 30 on Cleveland. It's a really good one, and I fucking hate Ohio, but there's a really good 30 for 30 on Cleveland. Bill Belichick assembles this team, and they become very, very good. And then the next thing you know... He's fired. They're gone. He had like an eight. He had like an eight and eight year, and then he followed it up with like a seven and nine year, and they fired him. And and oh, and you know who was on his D coordinator, Belichick's coach when he was the head coach of the Browns. You know who his D coordinator was? Tell me. Go ahead. You know Schwartz. No, it was Nick Saban. Nick Saban. That there was a bunch of people on that staff. You know who else was on that staff? A lot of people on that. John Harbaugh. Oh yeah. I I think he's right. There's more people on that staff. Is Belichick was in Detroit in like the seventies uh, as an offensive analyst. That's right. Schwartz was a scout on that team. Was he? Yeah. So so Saban was his D coordinator, and they went to the playoffs under Saban and Belichick. And then it's the only time they ever coached together, too. By right. the way, because Bill Belichick goes back to Saban's dad, or I'm sorry, I might have it backwards. I think Saban goes back to Belichick's dad. So they have this. They're the two best coaches of all time in their respective sports, and they have this like really weird, crazy relationship too. There's a really NFL and, and Network did a good documentary cool on them about that whole situation. Is Brian Billick is the head coach of that team? The Ravens. The Ravens. I don't know if you know who Brian Billick is. You might see he used to be on TV a lot. What is he doing now? Is he retired? He Maybe might he still. Is. He might still do CBS stuff. Yeah, they did was... a thirty for thirty on that that ninety nine Ravens yeah. or the two thousand Ravens team, and he was front and center. It was Correct. Like Tony and by the way, the defensive coordinator for that team was hello. For the Browns team or for the Ravens? The Ravens. Uh, don't tell me. It was Rex Ryan? No. There you go. Was it Rex Ryan? Rex Ryan, baby. Yeah. Hey, that, that team to this day that had a really crazy staff. Romeo Cronell was on yep. that staff. Billick John Harbaugh, I think, was on John that staff. John Harbaugh was, was... Oh, no. John Harbaugh was in Philly with Andy Reid. He, he was in Philly with Andy Reid. He wasn't there. But... Uh, yeah, Romeo Cornell was on that yeah, team. Yeah, that was a there was a lot of Rex guys. Rex Ryan, Good that was a, that was a loaded staff. Yes. Good coaches. Very good coaches. You just got taken to school, son. On that Thank note, you. on that note, we uh, have the final edition of Playoff Machine coming up. Well, I don't even think we have to do it. We'll know all the playoff scenarios at that point. Yeah. So we're gonna pick the whole slate on Sunday. Sixteen divisional Why don't we pick games. It now? We ain't doing nothing. You want to pick it now? No, no, no. We can't. We need Sam. Why? We need Sam for that. No, fuck th- that, dude. Put it on. Put playoff machine. You want to do playoff he machine? We can make p- picks. We don't Put even need. On. We don't even need playoff machine. We know all the scenarios. I don't. It's, uh, yeah, it's but we'd be, like to see it on camera. It's who fuck? wins. Who wins? Is NFC anybody East? in the chat room right now? There's seven people in there. Yeah, ask me a question. There's four people. In there. Ask Uncle Sam a question. Give me a question while he Bruce loads up the playoff machine. Somebody give me a, a fucking question. Make it a good one, too. Don't make it stupid. Stupid. We're already ready for playoff machine. Go ahead. Oh, there it is. Nice. Loaded. Thank God. 
It's a closed one. Ready? Go ahead. Well, go ahead. What's the first Bruce, game, you're Bruce? The tie, you're the tiebreaker uh, this time, Bruce. Okay. Uh, Steelers at Ravens. I'm going to take the Steelers in this game. Oh, boy. Because I, I don't think the Ravens are going to play their guys. Is that what they said? Lamar is the only one confirmed not playing. All right. I, I'll take their Steelers in this game because they're fighting for their playoff lives because they need a bunch Steelers. of teams to lose. It's in Baltimore, though, but I'll go Steelers. I don't give a fuck. I'm taking Steelers. Houston at Indianapolis. I'm taking Houston. Mike? I was gonna take the Ravens in the first one. I'm gonna I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Houston in this one. I'm gonna take Houston. Okay. I think Houston's better. You're the tiebreaker. No, no, you yeah, took Houston. You guys Houston. Both we both took, took Houston. Houston. We both took okay. Houston. Tampa at Carolina. Tampa. Tampa. <clears throat> Cleveland at Cincinnati. Cleveland. Cleveland. Yeah. Joe Flacco isn't playing, by the way. I don't care. If if the Browns win, obviously Stefanski's the first coach to we're, win. We're going to give Dorian Thompson Robinson a little playing no, time. No, it's Jeff Driscoll. Really? It's Jeff Driscoll. Interesting. Yep. Uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson's on season ending IR. And then the oh. backup to Driscoll is PJ Walker. So okay. it's Jeff Driscoll. So 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 Stefanski, this will really cement coach of the year if he wins a game with five different quarterbacks. Yeah. I don't think there's many teams that have done that. No, I think he's the first one to do it with four different quarterbacks. Okay. Minnesota at Detroit. I'm taking Detroit. Uh, I'm going to take the Lions here, even though I don't think they're uh, going to play their starters. It's, it sounds like unless there's an injury designation that everyone's playing for the Lions. Okay. In which case, I'm going to take the Lions. Oh, we have a question for you, Uncle Sam, in the chat. Okay. From Chris Sala of Arab Fantasy fame. Shout out, Chris. Shout out, Arab Fantasy. Uh, is Mike Tomlin an underrated coach? He's coached for 17 seasons and hasn't had a single season with a losing record. We talk about this all the time, Chris. I'm going to give Uncle Sam's take first, and then I'll give you mine. Go ahead. No, I, I think that anybody that, that's known football for the last decade knows that Mike Tomlin's a very good coach. He's He's been a solid coach at a, at a franchise that holds winning to a – a maximum, and and he's done it every year he's been there. So the the five guys that are the longest tenured guys in football are also the best coaches in football. That's Tomlin, who's again, yeah, right. I'm, I'm shocked you didn't know he's never had a losing season. It's impressive. Of course, he's only yeah. got the one Super Bowl, but he's always done more with less. And I would like to see him with the quarterback. We just talked about it. Yeah, because so every year, I, I mean, the Steelers' defense has been good every year. Yeah, every year, and that's him. That's Since Tomlin. He's been there, and and that's something that's tradition there. Now, you're going back to the fucking early 70s mm-hmm. when you're talking about Steelers and defense. Yep. It's been that long. You're talking almost 50 years of just fucking defense. And, Chris, not sure if you've known this, but the the, the Steelers have had three total coaches over, over 60 years. It was Tomlin, and then forever it was Bill Cowher who went to two Super Bowls. He won one. And then before Chuck Bill Cowher, it was Chuck Knoll who won Chuck four Noll Super Bowls. won four Super Bowls. So it's and how many a cower win one or cower two? one one he went one. to two and, and then, then Tom, Tom one's won one. one so it's yeah. four one one so they <laughs> that's pretty successful dude yeah I, I I would blow somebody just for one of them yeah I couldn't couldn't agree more so but anyways back on back on what I was gonna say the five best coaches are also the five longest tenured it's Correct. Tomlin Belichick Carroll Andy Reid and John Harbaugh I think those are the five best co- coaches in football probably. And yeah, and two I, of those guys have played each other every year. In fact, to, to answer your question, I don't think I don't think Tomlin's underrated because he's almost lost his job a couple times, and he, maybe he should have won more. I don't think he's underrated. I think he's perfectly rated. He's a top five coach. He's had a shot to do more. I think he could have more in the future. Listen, he's, it, it's, you know, people need to think about this too. 
Tomlin came into the league and had to go up against Belichick every fucking year in yeah. the playoffs. Yeah, and and that is and not now, an easy thing to do. And now he's and had to do Colts. it with Harbaugh. Now he's had to do it with Harbaugh and the Colts. In the early Harbaugh days, the Colts. And the Colts. In the early days, he had to right. go against the Colts. Yeah, and then there were some good Broncos teams in there. Yeah. Like there were some stalwart AFC there. teams. You know, yeah. so so Tomlin's seen a lot of shit, and it just makes yeah. you wonder how much shit Belichick's seen. Yeah, you know. Well, um, I mean, I think they've seen about the same. They, I think so. I, would, I mean, Belichick's Bel- been doing it a lot longer. Belichick's seen more. Listen, he was the linebacker coach for no. for one of my teams, the Giants. I think Belichick's seen a lot more because because it goes back like Belichick had to weather Peyton Manning, and then he had to weather Peyton Manning again, and then he had to weather Mahomes at some point in Belichick and Roethlisberger. Belichick had yes. to go through Roethlisberger. And like he just had to see a lot of shit. Couldn't manage one guy, and that's Eli. Yeah, couldn't couldn't manage Eli, but. Um, yeah, so no, I don't I don't think he's underrated, but I don't think he's overrated. He's perfectly rated. I just think you haven't been paying attention, Chris. Sorry, I didn't mean to put you on the All right. Uh, I hope that answered your question. Let's finish playoff machine. Let's playoff machine. Where are we at, Bruce? Jets at New England. Patriots. Uh, I'm going to take New England in pa- this. Patriots. Uh, Atlanta at New Orleans. New Orleans. New Orleans. You know who Sam was taking for that one. Does that throw the dirt on them or no? Yeah. Okay. Um, Jacksonville at Tennessee. Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Seattle at Arizona. I'm going to take Arizona. You know what? Game. You know what? Let's have let's have some fun. Let's take the Cardinals. Okay. Wow. And and this game technically doesn't matter if both the Packers and Rams win. Seattle doesn't yeah. control their own destiny. The only team that controls their own desti- destiny at the moment is the Packers. Then secondary to the Packers is the Rams. Right. Chicago at Green Bay. Everything right there, though. Well, yeah, you haven't picked you. That's because you haven't picked Rams and you haven't picked Packers. That's why it changes everything. Uh, Chicago at Green Bay. Green Bay. Um, you know what? Wait a I'm going with Chicago. A I'm gonna take I'm, Chicago. I'm going with the Bears. I'm gonna take the Bears. I'm here. going with Last the Bears. Last year, I think they want to go out on a high. Justin Fields is. Wanting to fucking cement his job. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why I'm going with the Bears. This is their first game since they played the first week of the season when the Bears really weren't that good and the Packers thought they were hot shit. And Aaron Rodgers sent that annoying-ass text to Jordan Love that said, good job keeping the ownership alive. And I think that the Bears are going to be fired the fuck up for this one. Their defense is better. Their offense is rolling. I'm going with the Bears. (laughs) Kansas City at Chargers. Uh, Kansas City. Chiefs. Mahomes playing? I'm sure he is. Denver. No, Mahomes, playing for Mahomes, positioning, no? Mahomes is not playing. Oh, he's not playing. Mahomes is not playing. I'm going to take them anyway. Go ahead. Denver at Las Vegas. Raiders. Oh, Vegas. Denver. Raiders. Or no, it's, he's you know auditioning what? for his job. All right. He's auditioning Vegas. for his job. Philly at the Giants. Uh, Philly. <sighs> Very reluctantly, Philly. Yeah. But the dream scenario, remember, is if Philly and Dallas both Rams. lose. At 49ers, I'm taking the Rams. I'm taking the Rams. I'm taking game. the Niners because the Rams are resting everybody. They're resting Donald. The Rams they're resting Stafford. Playing anybody? The only right, guy. That's, the, the only guy that's there. playing is Puka, and then on the counter that the only guys missing for San Francisco are Purdy and and um, McCaffrey. But obviously McCaffrey's backup is fine. And under your logic, Sam Darnold yeah, runs Sam that offense fine. The Niners on there. Yeah, the Niners. Dallas at Washington. Very uh, very reluctantly. Did- Dallas. Dallas. But again, dream scenario. Ron Rivera, it's your last game. Help us out. Right. Help us out, Ronnie. Buffalo at Miami. You guys already said this. Right? I'm going I'm with Miami. Miami in this. Something's telling me Miami. I'm going Miami. <coughs> so where are we at? So you got the Ravens obviously locked in. The 3-6, This, or I'm sorry, the 2-7. So wait, what did we do to get the Steelers in there? Oh, you took the Steelers. I don't know if they're going to. 
I don't know. I don't know if they're, they're going to win pull this it out. last game. The dude. only guy that's if resting. If Lamar's not playing, they're going to win this last that's game. That's the only guy, though. I, and I it's just, still Ravens I just see defense. The like, are hot right now. You're still getting Patrick Queen. You're still getting you're yeah. still getting Roquan Smith. You're still I, getting you Justin Matabike. I, I think you're going to see a lot of them guys just kind of shuffled in and out just so they don't get banged up. And I, I truly think the Steelers are going to. They're playing for their playoff lives here. <laughs> it's funny me, that becomes a big one. They would rather go to Miami. So give the Ravens the win in that one real quick, Bruce. Okay. We'll do all the AFC ones first. So, yeah, there you go. That's how Buffalo gets in. Win, so Buffalo has to win. Well, no, of course. No. We got Buffalo winning, dude. Oh, we have Buffalo. No, we picked oh, we picked the Dolphins. So Buffalo oh, doesn't we? have to win. So Buffalo's Buffalo. in it right now. What do you got if you pick Buffalo? Well, Buffalo wins the division if they win this. Okay. Yeah, so pick, flip it. Pick okay. Buffalo. And then it switches all that. It's the, the, oh, yeah. the Dolphins become... And then that's a dream scenario for the Dolphins. You get to play a reeling Chiefs team. I mean, I know okay. you got to go into Arrowhead, but I'd rather play them as opposed to the the counter to that would be. I, I still think the Steelers are going to win this game, especially if Lamar doesn't play. Yeah, because yeah, the Steelers already beat them once this year, and and that's the reason why I think the Ravens are going to beat them. You know, I think the Ravens okay. are going to want to put the old dog down. Um, what else? What are the other scenarios? Oh, do the do the Rams over the 49ers. Pick that one. Oh, wait, it doesn't matter in this because we both picked the Packers. But pick the the most likely scenario, like the on-paper scenario out of all of the three seven- and six-seed scenarios is Packers beat Bears and Rams lose to 49ers, which I think would put the Packers in the six. So do Packers beat Bears mm-hmm. and then do the Rams losing to the 49ers. That's what I think is the most likely outcome. Um, I know the Rams have a 75% chance at the at the, the sixth seed. It all hinges on if the Packers win. So, the, so, again, there you go. In most other scenarios – so, wait, you, this, is, this is the scenario with Rams win and Packers loss? Is that what you just did? That's San Francisco wins, Bears win. Yeah, exactly. So, San Francisco wins and Bears – so, if the Packers lose – there's other scenarios that we're not seeing right now with with NFC teams because if the, I I think that more has to happen if the oh Seattle Seattle's the big one if Seattle beats Arizona Seattle get beats Arizona right, so they're Seattle in. beats Arizona they're in and then do the Saints over the right because you just had the you just had the the Falcons in there a second ago so do the Saints over the Falcons right and do yeah. Seattle losing now do Seattle losing I didn't change anything but that in this. So if Seattle wins, wait, how are they out? Oh no, if the Cardinals win. So if the Cardinals beat Seattle and the Packers lose, the Saints can get in. That's kind of crazy to think that there could be two South teams in there. Weird. No, this is the most likely. That's probably the most. In my opinion, that's the most likely scenario, which is Packers win, Rams lose. So yeah, there's some interesting stuff going on. We'll talk my oh I'm not going to be here Monday by the way so we won't talk about this Monday I'll I'll do playoff preview with you guys Wednesday I'm actually going to the Michigan game nice um sick so that's I think that's that I think I can go home and eat now at seven fucking fifteen you're not going to get home till eight o'clock you're going to go right to bed when you get home oh you no. he's got to play some four honor four honor you play four honor sorry you play four honor no. Uh, well, he used to. I mean, uh, this is what it is. You said you're not here Monday. I'm going to the Michigan game. Oh, yeah, I'm going to Houston. Going to Houston, flying Monday morning and Why? coming back Tuesday morning. 
Why? Because I've been waiting you for my team. You're going to go see it up close and personal? Yeah, I've been waiting listen for my team to play to in that Monday night game and, in January and, you know for 30 years. I, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad. Because I think I'm the only one who watched the actual one last time. I don't think you guys were born yet, no? I watched 97. I didn't appreciate it. Oh, you it. did? I didn't appreciate it. How old it, no. were you? I was six. Yeah, I was to say, you don't remember that. Yeah, I had bar- barely, barely. My my earliest I remember Michigan that, football memory. I, I remember that game uh, very, when they played Washington State and Ryan Leaf. I remember Ryan that Leaf. game. 21-16. I, I remember it. Uh, I remember that whole season, actually. I, you I know that's uh, actually the last time they won the Rose Bowl, too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember he had to fucking... He had the rose in his mouth. Yep. And he won the Heisman. You're talking about Woodson, so, right? Something that only that I know of. Two defensive players have won the fucking Heisman trophy. One was Hugh Green from uh the University of uh uh Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. He was a uh defensive end. It was in the 70s, right? No, it was in the eight, uh 1980. It was the year they won. Pittsburgh won a national championship. Correct. I thought that's when Hugh Green. Uh and believe it or not, Dan Marino was not the quarterback on that team. Um, but he won the Heisman, and then Charles Woodson won it mm-hmm. over Peyton Manning. And by the way, that's why all the people down south hate everybody from Michigan. Okay. By the way, can can real real quick? I'll be brief. You ever hear everyone in general, but mainly him, mention? Oh, your title was a half a title in '97. You ever hear that before? Because they split. The, they, they, Michigan they won the AP. Michigan won the AP, and Nebraska won the won the coaches poll. The reason is one of the coaches in the coaches poll, Phil Fulmer, who was the head coach of Tennessee, was so fucking livid about the narrative that was created for Charles Woods. There's a 30 for 30 that just came out a month ago on this Heisman race. It was Ryan Leaf, Charles Woodson, Peyton Manning, and Randy Moss. That was the four candidates for the Heisman. And the narrative on Charles Woodson just got so strong at the end of the year because of ESPN. And Philip Fulmer blamed the Yankees up north and the Midwest and ESPN. So he had just played Nebraska and got drubbed by him. And in order to get back at Michigan for Charles Woodson winning the Heisman over Peyton Manning, he put Michigan at like six. Meanwhile, Michigan had more pros. They had more first-rounders. They had the Heisman candidate. They were by far the better team. They played the harder schedule. But so many coaches in the South, led by Philip Fulmer, sabotaged Michigan in the coaches' pool that Michigan finished like third or fourth in the coaches' pool. And that's why they were co-national champions. Michigan would have probably been the flat-out national champion if Philip Fulmer didn't sabotage the high, the the coaches' poll vote. And it wasn't just Philip Fulmer. There was a lot of coaches that did it. Obviously, because one coach ain't going to make them drop that many spots. So, yeah, a lot. If I remember of right, weren't they ranked number one? Nebraska or Michigan? No, Michigan was in the coaches' poll. I think no, no, someone in else. the AP poll. Michigan finished number one in the they AP were poll. One in the AP. Michigan finished number one in the AP poll. But in the coaches poll, where were they ranked? Fourth? In the coaches in the coaches poll, I think they finished third or fourth, but it was yeah, because, it was because, of, it was because of all of those votes. Correct. It was because of all of those votes. So to answer your question, no, I I didn't appreciate it in ninety seven. My earliest Michigan football memory John Jansen was on that team. John Jansen was on that yeah. team. Tom Brady was on that yeah. team. He didn't play. But my earliest Michigan yeah. football memory was was Tom Brady beating Alabama in the Orange Bowl. He beat Sean Alexander. Yeah. And then I was still like Honestly, I was a Michigan State fan back then. Then Clockgate happened. And I was a Michigan State fan when they played Michigan and they sabotaged the clock 
in overtime or to, to go into overtime. So that's when I started becoming a Michigan fan. The first game I ever went to was the 100th game against Ohio State in 2003. Michigan went on to win the Big Ten. They lost in the Rose Bowl to USC that year. Um, so, no, I, I've been waiting for this for a long time. 20, 20 plus years of Michigan football fandom. I remember the first Michigan game I went to, and it was in 1974. Bo would have been there. Bo Schembeck was coach. Yeah. And uh, they were at home. They were playing Michigan State. And the coach from Michigan State, I'm trying to, Buddy Waters? I don't know. I think that's what his name was. 70s Michigan football, Michigan State football doesn't ring a bell to me until Kirk Gibson yeah. got there. Yeah. I remember when Rick Leach was the quarterback for Michigan. Michigan. He's a baseball player. Yeah. Rick Leach. Rick Leach was right before Harbaugh. You remember him or no? No, I wasn't alive. Uh, maybe you're dead. I, I'm fairly certain Rick Leach yeah. was was the was the quarterback oh, he before, was before Harbaugh. Harbaugh. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, but like right before. That's Harbaugh, who Harbaugh wasn't took a good over college quarterback. He was dog shit. He, he was, was a running. Oh, hated his fucking ass. He was a running quarterback. Jim That's Harbaugh. why I, I don't understand why he came back to Michigan. Because I remember Bo used to fucking scream at him because on the sideline. Because he grew up there. he was there. stupid. Because he grew up there, and that was his his father was on that staff, and I thought that was it. Yeah. Anyways, that's enough. We'll talk about Monday's game more on Friday. We'll talk about the whole slate on Friday. We appreciate you tuning in. Check us that's out. It. On God X, bless America. At Tip Balls. Like and subscribe on YouTube. Go ahead and ring that fucking bell. We need all the subscribers we can get. Otherwise, Uncle Sam's going to quit the podcast. Uh Apple Podcasts, Spotify, as soon as Bruce gets them up, tip balls. Tell your friends, tell your loved ones, tell your family, please. Listen to us. We're fun. We have a lot of fun here. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you Friday. God bless.